Talk Brunch. Served hot. Late Brunch Live. Really late brunch. Sorry, I should have been better. Some children, no show, huh? Rick Darry here, Captain Brunch, running the ship as always with co-host Destin Soglo Frazier. Happy discounted chocolate day. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the day I failed. I did it all the check, all the cakes like half off. Really? Even the sugar-free? They got the sugar-free. They probably didn't have a good Valentine's Day. Really. Yeah, that stuff's always expensive. Wait, wait, the, the, the candy or the toilet bill? Both. <laughs> They're suffering on both sides there. Can't be helped. But yeah, there's a lot. We're going into a pay-per-view weekend, so we have to prepare for that. We're coming out of a pay-per-view weekend. We're getting ready to go into another pay-per-view weekend. Isn't that amazing? I hate when they back-to-back us like that. Yeah. Which is pretty much always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about the whole thing. We're pretty much essentially always backed into a pay per view corner. But there's other news to talk about besides that, as far as WWE money goes, uh, the wonderful bonuses that they're going to be giving everybody. Uh, no, and some interesting uh, content and DLC and things like that. Well, you know. But anyway, thank you to all of you that are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, uh, all of those places, you know, along with the video feed at twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, facebook.com slash gaming slash talkbrunch, as well as talkbrunch.com and all the other popular podcatcher apps everywhere across the planet. It's sad that I've been doing it so long that there's no damn script, just telling you what I know. <sighs> so how have you been in the past freaking... 24 hours I mean it was gloomier than all hell today but I mean no complaints besides that yeah right casual, there with you casual usual Monday yeah wonderful Monday oh I didn't turn on I didn't turn on all of the feeds yet oh boy are we gonna get hit with the shit storm I mean we were just here last night so it couldn't have possibly right. <laughs> built up that much you know let's be real we say that yeah I don't know sometimes it does it sometimes it doesn't so I don't control it I don't know. I literally don't know what trick. Sometimes it just gets backed up for no reason. So apparently Vince McMahon has been in the WWE Battlegrounds game or rather has been installed as a DLC. And, yeah, uh, I, I heard about this. Did you now? Did you? Uh, like I, I think I saw like a screenshot of what his character looks like, but I didn't get a good look at it. Like, yeah, I saw a screenshot. These are going to be the DLC characters, I guess. So we're going to bring them up on the screen. I haven't seen any of this yet. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, as I'm not getting the game, no matter what, I don't even know what the hell we're covering it for. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the thought process is with this game's DLC. Yeah, well, let's have a look. Oh wow, Vinny Mac! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And he gets Pyro. (laughs) 
what's his name? Matali, right? Turn it down, let her obnoxious as hell. Who else was that? Who the fuck is that? I don't even know who that is. is Mojo. Oh, that's Mojo? I forgot about that guy. He's wearing D'Lo Brown's vest? That was the last outfit that he had. Is he still even employed by them? I don't even know. And that was the voice of BTR bringing you WWE 2K Battle. I didn't hear any voice. If there was ever a reason to not get this game, Mojo Rawley is DLC. How is he DLC of all the people? Right. Like, gotta I'm get that you, mojo. I don't, I, I don't understand this game's logic with DLC. Like, 90% of the DLC are people who have already just been in the fucking games. That should be the catchphrase on for the DLC. Gotta get that mojo. I just right. thought of it on the fly, but, you know, can you imagine? Gotta get that mojo. Just to make it as bad as it is. Oh, fuck. I know, man. I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, it took a second for it to click. Like, wait a minute. That's fucking mojo. And you know what the bad part is? The only reason I recognize it was because of the fucking shitty face tattoo. Good thing you were here. Because otherwise it would have just stayed like that. Well, they, right. have, these, they, have, they have a new, apparently a new skin, a new, a new custom, custom guy. Is he like Manic? Everybody would have thought they were doing like TNA did with their fucking Impact video game. Where that's how they introduced everybody to suicide. That's what I was thinking. Like literally, like, oh, this is a guy that it's they're going to eventually give the gimmick reveal, to. Right? Like, oh, this is, we like this game so much, we're going to make the gimmick a person. <laughs> Fucking mojo, man. Here comes the spoiler. Nope, it's mojo. Yeah. What was it? What was the catchphrase again? I already forgot it. It was, uh... Gotta get that mojo. Gotta get that mojo. Right? That, that should be an episode name. Fuck it, right? That'll be the most credible thing Mojo's done in years. So what else is on here? Oh, we got the dates of these. So apparently, February 10th, you get Mr. McMahon, Grand Metallic, and Mojo. On the 17th, the following week, you get Mr. Perfect, Doink the Clown, Vader, and Sonya Deville. The following week after that, you get Paige, Cactus Jack, Mustafa Ali, and Tucker. And finally, when we hit the beginning of March, March 3rd, you get Ricky Steamboat, British Bulldog, Maurice, and Big Boss Man. Following week of March 10th, you get Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Earthquake, Tamina, and Austin 316's Anniversary Arena. Wednesday, March 17th, you get Typhoon, D. Brian Kendrick, and Lana. Wednesday, March 24th, you get Curtis Axel, Alundra Blaze, Bo Dallas, and the WrestleMania 37 Arena. They didn't forget about Bo, Willie. <laughs> Somebody didn't forget about him. All that does confirm is that I guess he's still employed. Bo knows video games. Wrong, Bo. Oh, my God. <laughs> that shit just kills me how it's like it goes fucking Big Boss Man, Ricky Steamboat, Mr. Perfect, Tucker. And even Tamina, I wouldn't really be swooning over. Through, I, you know what the bad part about it is? I'd rather have Tamina than Tucker. Because at least when Tamina disappears and she comes back, I recognize fucking Tamina. Every time Tucker's shown up since the heavy opinionary broke up, I never recognize him. Till somebody says him. Yeah, they gave up on that dude. I've never seen a turn on a partner go nowhere. <sighs> well, he is hoping that this DLC is good for whoever was sucker enough to get that game before it becomes free because they're going to either give it as a game with gold it's going to get dropped to game pass it's 19.99 it's not worth the 20 dollars i don't even know if i disrespect game pass by putting that shit on there they had a free week with gold and i didn't even play it then 
You got. I'm telling you, you gotta pay me to play that shit. And even then, I gotta think about it. Yeah, such a it's just such a cash in, such a phony cash in. But uh, in other interesting news, while we're talking about DLC characters, Sony Deville did an interesting TikTok prank. Have you heard about this? But uh, I have not. Oh God! I thought this was an interesting way to troll people. It's basic, but it's funny. So she calls different people, and this is what she does. Watch. Hi, sis. Hey, I'm really busy. Can I call you back? Yeah. Why did you call me? Hey, I'm busy. Can I call you back? <laughs> I like how Paige is like, why did you call me? Yeah, I'm really fuck? busy. Can I call you back? Yeah. Okay. Hey, honey. <laughs> I like how come on. Hey, like, yeah. I'm really busy. Can I call you back? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm really busy. Can I call you back? What? I'm really busy. Can I call you back? No, you can't call me back. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Bailey was the only one who said no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can't call me back. Fast and delivery on that one. <laughs> motherfucker didn't mess up. Be like, no, you fucking can't call me back. What a troll thing to do. I'm busy. Can I call right. you back? I'm busy. Can I call you back? I'm surprised nobody answered with any profanity. You know. Like, the fuck you can't call me back. <laughs> can I call you back? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Some people just went, yeah. I feel like, like that's one of those parties. You, I feel like that's one of those parties. You gotta be choosy who you play that one off. Like Carmelo was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do have to be choosy. Like I wouldn't want that joke played on me. So somebody else, you play on the wrong person. Somebody gonna hurt your feelings. Yeah, definitely. I'm busy. Can you call you back, motherfucker? What you call me in the first place for? Shit. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Fuck around and wind up in tears for that laugh. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about WWE. I guess as a whole, it's like it's not really one story so much as the state of the E right now. Yeah. Pretty much, there's so much going on all at the same time. That it's just exactly that it that what should have been a whole series of stories. I just decided let's just talk about the state of the E, and by the end of it, you'll just, just know all of the stuff. Story. Exactly. So a lot of it is news, a lot of it is updates, finances, but this is my uh, take on how all of these things entwine with one another. So for starters, according to Wrestling Observer, there's been new data. This shows that Peacock streaming service doesn't have the number of active users that they originally said. It was supposed to be 33 million users. Uh, but that number includes people who don't even use the service. Like, for example, if you're a Comcast member, you just have Peacock because you're part of Comcast. And there's other providers out there that you either have it or it comes in a discounted bundle or it's part of a some sort of a package. But really, there's only about 11.3 million people who um, are actually using it, which is a far cry from the 33 million. When you're counting in, like, for example, if somebody wanted to get like, I don't know the package, but let's say somebody wanted to get Showtime and they were like, all right, well, we have a bundle that has Showtime, Discovery and Peacock. Those are the people that they were grouping in for that 33 million. But when they actually look at the number of active, that puts it at 11.3 million. They lost 22 million viewers. So the fun part about this is that according to NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell, there's a chance Peacock might merge with Warner Media so that they could compete with other big streaming companies. Do you see the absurdity of this? So WWE is going to merge with Peacock, Peacock's going to merge with Warner Media, Netflix is going to merge with them, Hulu's going to merge with them, and then GoCoin Video is going to have to fly inside of the belly and pull everybody out. Hopefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fuck? What, what? Peacock's gonna blow up the planet. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, and Peacock is going to be in this. Fight the land, the fucking. They're going to be in their most uh, true form. Like, what is this? That all these different <laughs> services are absor- absorbing one another. You do not have enough content to stand alone as a service. You do not. HBO didn't, and they're badass. And what did most people of HBO do? When, when the first episode of Game of Thrones of the season aired, they would start their subscription right there. And as soon as the season finale was over, they would end it. They wouldn't keep paying monthly. So you got to think about that kind of stuff. WWE, they're fortunate to have a cons- consistent product and a consistent fan base for what they do have. But I don't think that this is going to help them at all. Like, I, don't know, I don't know if they thought this all the way through. Nope. They, they if they did, didn't. they did not think of this outcome. No, because they're, they're going to a service that's merging with another fucking service. And, uh, they did think about the hindsight of that because from what I'm seeing here, and again, keep in mind, after I compile the program, I'm going it through it with you guys for the first time, so I'm stacking the facts with you. So the next thing I notice after this happens is that uh, according to Ringside News, they said someone directly involved with the situation at WWE headquarters told them that uh, when it comes to the office, the employees there are going to be getting a salary freeze. So office people will not be getting salary. Now, uh, that's a pretty big deal. And I wish I could tell you that uh, that's the biggest deal on the stack of bad shit that happened after that. But it isn't <laughs> because WWE sent out a company wide email that basically told everyone that they're not going to be giving out any more bonuses, promotions or raises. And they held a meeting with some people, basically letting them know there will be no more promotions. There will be no more bonuses and there will be no more raises. The money that you get is the money that you get. And that's it. There's no holiday bonus, Christmas bonus, overseas bonus, no bonus, no promotion, nothing. You get your steady paid check. And that is it. That is where we are right now. It's being reported that morale is very low. Spoiler alert. They didn't like it. Hearing this news. The members of this meeting, according to Ringside, were production members and employees at the corporate office. And uh, yeah, Fightful Select has also confirmed this news. So this is real. This is the real deal as far as this happening. And uh, no one knows how long this new salary freeze is supposed to last, which is funny because as Ringside's reporting record profits from WWE, despite everything, they're freezing salary. There was an anonymous staffer that spoke to Ringside saying record smashing income, record smashing profits. Executives all got their big bonuses and million and, and multi-million dollar stock grants. And the little guy gets bled to death. And uh, that's one thing I got to say that's been beautiful about 2020. I want to say beautiful. That's a bad word to use. But that's been very enlightening for some that didn't know it the way that I think people like us did about 2020 and 2021. You get to actually see how much power corporations have because when they've never needed to really wield it. But look what they could do. They could be like, you know what? Ah, no money. No one can step in and do anything. There's no union over there. They're not unionized. Right. Can't do shit. When you're unionized, that changes everything. And apparently these raises and bonuses were stuck were, were things that are supposed to be happening pretty soon. So this is like if you're expecting money and then you just find out suddenly the money isn't there. Like literally the rug gets snatched out from under you at the last second. Yeah. And uh they were basically saying that they endanger their lives and their families every week to fly to this the heart of the pandemic and come to work and now they're not even getting money for it. And apparently the, the bonuses that they were, that the staff was set to receive weren't really all that much in the first place. And that all the writers and producers combined don't get the bonus that like Kevin Dunn would get or that Brad Blum would get. But they'll still get theirs, right? Yeah, Dunn's still getting them proud shot checks. The problem is, and it's funny because Jim Ross, I wish I would have caught it because I was listening to Jim Ross the other day and he talked about this. He said that he doesn't like the fact that uh, 
in wrestling, the majority receive their salary. And he thinks that beside the salary, there should always be a bonus incentive there for people to work harder and something to try to strive for. And WWE literally, within the time of me hearing this, I didn't expect this to happen. They went in the complete opposite direction of what he just said. It's it's crazy how that happens with them sometimes, you know? And uh, yeah, like it's it's nuts. Like at that point, like you're reaching for him, and it's like, what are you reaching for? Like, yeah. And man, the reports of when Bruce Pritchard went in there and told all of those people about this. I wish I could tell you that's the way it went. But if anybody has watched and been around wrestling as long as we have, you know damn well Bruce Pritchard did not go. He sent senior vice president of creative writing, Christine Lebrano. <laughs> and that's another thing that couldn't happen with a union which is actually one of the main functions of a union. If Bruce Pritchard would have told Christine Lebrano, tell the rest of the writing team, you're not getting any bonuses, Christine could have just basically said, that's not my function. That's not in my job description. Get somebody else to do it. And then if they tried to force her to do it, she could go to her union and say, look, I'm getting heat because I'm a writer. And the vice president just told me to go tell the writing team about a salary cut and I don't think it's my job. And then the union would have went around to Pritchard and said, you're not allowed to do that. Her job description upon being hired was a fucking writer. And that would have been the end of it. These are the things that make them not want to have a union. Not, it's not just the money and it's not just, it's shit like that. You could literally tell a writer, you, what's to stop them from telling somebody in catering to do that shit? <laughs> you know, just, hey, go tell everybody you're not right. getting money. You know, it's it's shady. It's shady business, but it's done on a legal. It's walking a legal line. You know, it's walking a legal line. So. Because, you know, Pritchard has so much to do with his day. He can't go with tell one message to fucking run. Uh, yeah. And apparently, why I don't like this fucker. Yeah. And uh, basically, they said that uh, this happened Thursday night on a writer's conference call. The producers were told Friday on a meeting with Mark Carano, Michael Cole had to tell the announce team and reportedly it's been quoted as it didn't go great. So yikes. Apparently somebody from the creative team said Bruce totally shit on the entire team because he was part of the decision and he was not even the one after he helped make this decision. He didn't even be the one to deliver the message. And he basically, um, Assigned the task of telling this to someone who's been one month on the job. I did not know she had only been there for one month. So this guy's complaining that he should. He's according to his quote, Bruce shit on the entire team. He was part of the decision and then wouldn't even tell us. And he assigned the task of telling the team to someone one month on the job who barely knows us. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. And people wonder why this company has the fucking rep it does and everything suffering now. Because this information is just out there for people to know. I'll put it to you this way. This information, I'll definitely agree with you about this. This information is out there. And just in case we don't get sued because we damn sure can't afford to fight it, I'm going to say disclaimer. Take it with a grain of salt. This is all alleged. Because quite frankly, some of it sounds so over the top that it wouldn't surprise me if if some of this is corrected in a week. It almost sounds impossible. Like it's it's almost like Wolferman Hart. If you ever watch Angel. That's the evil corporation from the show Angel. It's like Wolferman Hart levels of shit. You know? Well, you expect there to be like a demon on the top of the of the of the top of the building that runs the shit. And I'm not talking about Bray. So uh apparently it's also being reported that the producers are at odds with each other. And uh some people are saying, apparently someone reported that at least when it comes to Mark Carano, he faced everyone and they're gonna give him that credit. 
yeah, you know what? I think at this point, Mark Carano's just desensitized to just having to go shit on people. Right. You know, think about the amount he, of he years. Did on, he did on Total Divas for so many seasons. Just like, fuck it, this is another day in life. He does it so often that he's on Total Divas. Because think about it. Total Divas is like a small window into their lives. And the part where they're in Gorilla and backstage is even a smaller window. If you take all the time that they're backstage and in Gorilla and, and culminated across all the seasons, probably not even 20 minutes. But yet in that time... We've had to see him how many times shit on somebody back there, whether they're not going <laughs> out or the, the or the match was canceled. Or so think about how much it doesn't happen. That's just the divas. You know what I mean? There's still a fraction of the company. Think about how many times he's out there for the guys with bad news. He's really, he should be bad news Carano. BNC. Because damn, of course he stood out there. He's seen sad faces his entire life. He has no soul anymore. He sold it to the E. <laughs> he you know? sold that shit to the E long you know what he is? He's the he's the corporate version. If you ever play Final Fantasy fifteen, he's the corporate version of Arden. Remember the original the guy Arden? He eventually he kept doing it. He kept purging them so much That's and so many reports so that he just he's become like a dark fucking shell of himself. You're gonna start seeing Corano teleporting around. Oh my god, that fucking <laughs> final boss fight is gonna be nuts. <laughs> oh shit. Like he's had to send so many people to the well, man. Fuck. Wait, so if that is the case, if fucking if fucking Corano was Arden. That must make Bruce Pritchard the Adamant choice. Yeah, probably because he never. He, yeah, he yeah, never yes, goes that was a fat joke. People, yeah. Wow, I thought it was he never goes away joke. No, oh, that too. <laughs> it works both ways, right? Fucking, fucking you fight him, it takes three real life hours. Yeah, so let's keep seeing what else is going on here. <laughs> right, let's fucking let's just dig deeper. So, according to Dave Melser, he said there was definitely a lot of unhappiness this week. <laughs> Good observation. No shit. That's why that's why we we depend on him to run shit around. And a lot of the producers and a lot of the producers, it's because the profits are not as high as Wall Street was expecting and the stock has fallen and they're trying to rebuild the stock price. The stock price is a really big deal. So that's the reason. Back in the day, and I'm not saying that this doesn't happen. Maybe if it does, we'll never know. But we've heard shoot since then from a lot of the older guys. Back in the day, it wasn't unheard of. Again, I'm just saying take it with a grain of salt. Allegedly, I'm not pointing fingers, but it wouldn't be unheard of if you did a good job for them to just give you like an envelope in Gorilla. And I'm not saying that still happens. I'm talking old school shit you hear when you listen to like the old timers doing shoots about how Vince would have like an envelope with some cash to the side or just something for them. You know what I mean? It's under the table money is what I'm trying to say. But the only reason why I would say that this is something we can't even say that they're doing is because then why would people be so pissed off? You know, everybody would show a supportive front, don't you think? Exactly. It would be a united crew. There'd be no talks of unhappiness, any of that shit. They would just all be like, oh, we have to do what's best for the company. They'd all be speaking up. To me, the fact that we don't hear that is the red flag. You know? Yeah, like, think about, like, when's the last time we heard that in the in the WWE locker rooms, there was just happiness and peace and kindness. We always hear it's dismay, chaos, everything's on fire. The pigeons got loose. Every fucking thing, like it. <laughs> fucking the ground started cracking. Like it was fucking... you do, you know. There's no question about that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think that they are uh, that whole thing about uh the stock prices. Maybe they're gonna do something for the talent. I don't know. They're gonna have to figure something out there. But from what we're hearing, is that uh. Even though, and this came up, keep in mind all of this information is coming in. I actually put the program in order of information that leaks because it leaks like a dripping faucet all week. So after this, Ringside then learned that Mark Carano's handling of the news to the producers was considered, quote unquote, very poor. 
and uh, the producers had no unity. The workflow fell apart because of their anger, since there's no one there for them to take it all out on. So, uh, yeah. Who is Christine Lebrano? That's not the that's not the girl who was doing it for the, the Mandy Rose storyline. Wouldn't that be precious if it was? Right. <laughs> I don't know if that was a girl. I, I have to look it up now because that would just add so much flavor to this. Oh my god! It can't right? because she's only been there a month. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah shit has been the, happening for a really long. The Mandy time. Rose girl has been there longer. I'm still looking it up just in case. And they, and I feel like they would have known her. Like they've been to the fact that it's like this girl. This is a girl who barely knows anybody. <laughs> Wouldn't it be some shit? Oh my god! I don't see her listed as that. Oh my god, that'd have been some. Oh my, I was, I was, I started to hope it was going to be her. Like, oh fuck, here we go. No, I don't see it. That would have been great. They should have given it to her. You want this job, right? Really badly. <laughs> we know you did the main real storyline. What did you do? You got to deliver this message, all right? Tell them the money is not coming. Yeah, right. Even though it's completely unrelated. But Bruce, this is your department. Tell them the money's not coming. Man, rough times. So, uh, again, these stories I just find correlate. They're not even connected. I'm connecting them. Just because the next thing I come to find a couple days later is there's news that broke from Melser on Wrestling Observer Radio that, uh, and I mean, this is obviously an understatement. Melser says here, just observ- observing, you can see it. But uh, he says, he, he's quoted saying, they got, they got Blake Christian signed, Taya Valkyrie, Harlem Bravado. And they have like about two dozen people that they've signed. They're currently on a signing spree. Which this is true. They have signed Taya Valkyrie, according to PW Insider. Um, she's going to start with the NXT brand. So they are signing a lot of people at the same time that they're cutting money from other ends here. And uh, from what we're hearing from Brian Alvarez... He's quoted as saying, do you know how many people are in the next performance center class? Like 20. They've been on a signing spree. They've got more bodies than they know what to do with. And we're still seeing the same dudes on top of NXT. So a lot of this money is going to signing all these people. And a lot of the Peacock money that they were depending on, just as an observation for me, doesn't look like it's going to be there because they're going to be merging with uh, the Warner Media. Couldn't help but notice a little while later a story breaks on Fightful. According to Paul Burns, who took this picture of the WWE's corporate jet on its way to Abu Dhabi. This jet actually took off and went to New York first, but then it hit Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I did hear that that thing had taken off for the first time in quite a while, actually. Yeah. And uh, as Ringside points out, there had to be something pretty important going on that they couldn't be settled over Skype or Zoom. <laughs> right. They had to do this in person. The timing's interesting. Again, the reason I put this I, I put this program in order for a reason. Just because I kind of feel like if you look at the news and you just look at each story as the story, then uh sometimes you don't see the bigger news. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kinda like I'm looking at it like, hmm, interesting. Abu Dhabi, huh? Cuts. So uh they they want to go out there for that Abu Dhabi money, right? They want that Dhabi Dhabi. I can't want that Dhabi Dhabi. Sounds like a foreign strain of weed, man, man. Y'all got that Dobby Dobby for the low loop. Oh, that's what it is, you know. Oh, and as far as why they took that trip to New York, because there was a trip to New York. Well, for anybody that's from New York, you now know that according to New York Post, New York is going to allow indoor arenas to reopen starting February 23rd. But they're only allowed to fill up a 10% capacity. So if you're a venue with about 10,000 people, you're going to have to be able to do uh, 10% of that. So... Brooklyn Barclay Center is going to be opening 
for the Nets against the Kings on that day. The people attending have to bring a negative COVID test that's from 72 hours before their event. They have to have masks and they're going to have, uh, they're going to be spaced out. And, uh, this includes Madison Square Garden, Nassau Coliseum, obviously Barclays Center we mentioned. There's no pro wrestling events announced yet, but that definitely could be incentive for WWE to get that plane to New York, you know, because they definitely need house money. Amen to that. And while we're talking about the Couve for a little bit, uh, just wanted to do a follow-up on a story here that I looked into from last week uh, in regards to The Rock. Uh, the Rock spoke to a cigar aficionado, and uh, he was quoted as saying, when they asked him about the contagious nature of the Couve, he said, in a 24-hour period, it had spread so quickly to our nanny, our nanny's teenage kids, her husband, myself, my two-year-old daughter. We were the last one standing until the very end, but of course we both tested positive. We were on the fortunate end for something that has been so traumatic to the world. We got through it. Um, so, yeah, he just talked about how bad it was and how it spread. Just wanted to clarify, kind of there's been some rumor going around that The Rock, I don't know why this is happening, but apparently The Rock threw a big party and that that's how he caught it. That's not what happened. So please stop. It's weird because the information's out there, but you know, it's it's become a thing where like uh it's the research is never done. You know? That's why I become research research yeah. carbon seems to take effort. Yeah. That's why I've become such a bangry, angry, bitter prologue to an old guy. Because fucking it just feels like no one's doing proper research. It's just like ah everybody just doesn't care. I don't have enough hands to fucking slap the lot of ya. No, when it comes to wrestling fans and the things like, like, you know, like we're going to go into it later on. But the fact that the, the, the Austin Theory and them worked the fucking sheets and everything and tricked them into yeah. that whole thing. It's just like so much false news. Fake news. Fake news is real. Write it down. Right. Fake news is real. Yes. Anyway, for anyone who was asking, and I'm not going into the Casey Cantonzauer thing. She already explained, which I don't think she should have to do. And I'm not even going to bother. I don't even know if it's really necessary to play it on here. Do do I did I even grab it? I probably didn't even grab. I think you know what it is. She deleted her Twitter, so I can't play it because that's what you yeah. guys did to her. You you harassed that woman, and I watched it for the past, past couple of weeks. You harassed that Fuckers woman until she deleted here, her. Twitter. You know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Rivaldo Seth Rollins Architecto. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> yeah, I like great. Chip, you know what? Oh, you fuck, just made the go. list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Muhammad, Muhammad. Thank you. Is it really? Is this because okay, now it's just it's just happening. If that's the case, that wasn't something that we did then. It's not like we okay. put something on late. But yeah, thank you. I scared. I was like, oh, God, here we go again. Oh, OK, what were we saying? Yeah, we were saying like, yeah, just like just harass the poor girl straight off of social media. Yeah. And uh. The whole reason why they were harassing her is because apparently there were pictures of her where they were talking about the fact that uh, Steve Cutler got fired because he went to a New Year's party is the rumor. When they asked Triple H about it, he said he doesn't know. He wasn't involved in that, but that they take they take uh, the COVID protocols very seriously. So to me, it's kind of like him saying, I'm not going to say he was fired, but, you know, <laughs> that's what I got from him. But anyway, so then the people started saying, well, if Steve Cutler gets fired, fire Casey Cantanzaro because she was seen in public out at some party or something New Year's with like a, with, 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 with no mask on. But then she put out a video where she like explained that the way that it works is that you go to the place wearing your mask 
you go to the restaurant, you sit at your table with your mask. Then when they bring you your food and your drink, you're allowed to take off your mask for the time that you're eating. And that's the way it was for everybody there. And everybody just kept attacking her. So she deleted all her fucking social media. You know, I watched this play out and it's like, and that's again, I, I didn't get a chance to grab her video. That's why we don't have it here because I figured I'd grab it before we go on. And lo and behold, I find her social media is missing. So, yeah, good job. Like, you know what I mean? What assholes. You know, I bet Somebody that if you were able to they don't wear masks anyway. So it's like, I look, you know, the better part is just because I've seen it happen so many times, I can guarantee like 90% of those people don't even wear masks in fucking general because those are always the one quick talk shit. Like, some people just don't have shit to do with their lives. They just want to bitch and bitch and bitch and pick at people and bitch and forget to wipe and bitch. Just, if they were able to be micro viewed the way that they viewed her, I bet you'd find situations very similar where they didn't have their mask on, especially for eating. <laughs> Right, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Eat with the fucking mask on? Like, don't like, screw her up, too, man. You know what I mean? Like, I really like her. Girl, it was great. So, according to Wrestling Observer, it was Matt Cardona, a.k.a. O-Radio. <laughs> now Zach- he's in Impact. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Ryder and Chelsea Green were the hosts of the New Year's Eve party that got Steve Cutler fired. That's your people, George. What they doing? You see that, George? Got my boy fired. You fuck it up. This is the company you keep vouching for? And what kind of shit is that? they have there throwing, here throwing COVID parties? Come on. Anyway, so, yeah. That was at, that was at Matt Cardona and Zack Ryder. I mean, Zack Ryder and freaking Chelsea Green's house. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I just caught that. <laughs> Yo, it didn't hit me till you corrected. Holy shit. Oh, man. Oh. What else do we got in the well here? Oh, John Moxley is going to be fighting Harry Smith at Bloodsport 5. Man, John Moxley moves around a lot, huh? Yeah, man. Ever since he got out of that WWE bubble, that motherfucker's like, where can I go? Here? Cool. Fuck it. Run it. Remember, like, the first, like, month or two I know that after he left WWE, he was everywhere? Yeah, right? That motherfucker went to places I've never even heard of. I know that Harry Smith is the toughest out in Bloodsport. And that's why I'm coming after him. I'm going to rip his head off and put it on my wall. <laughs> Shortest trailer ever, right? That's it. But no big sold here. the fuck out of it, though. That, that was, that was the definition of short, of short, sweet, and to the point. Like we got, it was like, I gave you 15 seconds of my time, sir. Unbelievable. So, yeah, blood sport. That man said, sell me on this shit in 15 seconds. John said, hold my beer. February 20th. A few days from now. Only four days away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is this guy? Is Bow Wow. This Bow Wow guy is training with uh with Rikishi? Oh, I heard about this fucking so Bow Wow is a rapper from way, way back then. Like I remember this I remember when this guy showed up and he was rapping like as a kid. Like he's been around forever. And for some reason now he wants to play in this world. So a kid rapper that grew up to train with Rikishi? What a weird fucking backstory. <laughs> right. If you if you ever heard of the movie Like Mike, he was the star. No, I don't recall it. It, it was the kid who got like the magic basketball shoes, and he was just fucking. Oh, I do remember the trailers to that. Yeah, movie. that's him. That's him, all fucking grown up. He tweeted out, "I have officially decided to train with my boy Rikishi at his gym in California to get ready for WWE. Locked in. <laughs> you have fun with that shit. Yeah, is he physical at all? Like, was he, he known for any physicality? Like that, like that Paul guy? <laughs> Not that I've seen." Outside yeah. of movies and shit, I haven't seen a motherfucker do anything physical. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is not good. 
Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh my What God. a weird thing, right? He can fight a bad bunny. It could be, you know hey, what? Hey, 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 you know what he I want now? ready for Bad Bunny, all right? We're going to get into it when we talk about Raw. Bad Bunny not come up. You know what they need to do? They need to wait for the crowds to come back. Because I want that moment. You know that moment they always give when it's like an old person meets a young person in the ring? Like, I want them both nose to nose, but like one looks left and then the other one looks right to try to pop the crowd. Don't you rock and Hogan there, motherfucker. Yeah, that's exactly it. You see, you knew it. And I want to rock and Hogan them face to face. One looks left to pop the left crowd. One looks right to pop the right crowd. Let's see who's more over. Bow Wow or a, or a bad bunny. Oh, ironic. And it's a bunny versus a fucking rabbit. Or a rabbit versus a fucking dog. Oh, my fucking God. Do we have any other animal rappers? I think that's it. That's a question you never think you're going to ask. Do we have any other animal rappers? That world might be interesting. You know, maybe we need to start another podcast for rap and only, and only cover the animal ones. It'll be like, it'll be like, what was that game? Was it Primal? It wasn't Primal Rage, was it? What was that game where you could turn into like the animals where you were fighting? Not Primal Rage. That was with the shitty dinosaurs. There was no, one where you like, no, no, there was one where you turned into like fucking animals mid fight. It might have been Primal Rage. Was it Bloody Raw? Was it Bloody Raw? Might have been. It was look, one of those types. Look up Bloody Raw. Literally, it's like Tekken you- and DOA, but in mid fight, you transform into an animal. Like you'd be like a, like a, a two-legged version of whatever like some of them would be like a werewolf or a fucking rabbit i remember one of them was and that's that's what we need we need them to do a bunny and a wolf gimmick on these guys oh boy anyway i have nothing else for that story i don't know enough about the guy it's just there all i'll, all, all I'll say is that i guarantee right now that motherfucker better hope he can find fucking magical wrestling boots like he didn't like mine because if he's not holy shit yeah well in other news we have maria canales she's always fighting people on social media and it's always entertaining, but I just don't always report on it. But uh, in this particular instance, um, basically, let's see what happened here. Apparently, a fan told him something about who carries the testicles in this relationship. And uh, and then another fan said she clearly carries them in her purse. He's a little bitch. And then uh, she replies and she's like, do you have she's like, haha, do you have any idea how ridiculous you sound? Fake bravado. My husband has carried our family on his back for years. I may have divorced, but he has the strength. Get out of here with that quote-unquote back-in-my-day nonsense. Real quote-unquote men have the hot chick. Men like you talk about it. <laughs> I like I like that burn, man. Winner, Maria. <laughs> Maria wins. <laughs> Yo, like you don't say shit, but at that point, just delete your fucking Twitter. Argument's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> and I noticed that the only people who question like the relationships of wrestlers are the single guys out there. I hate to say it, but wrestling marks, the ones that, that mess with the girls, they look so hungry. They look so thirsty. Like, it's so sad. I've seen a woman in 40 years. Yeah, like, leave that alone, you know? And she's right about that, you know? And then it's funny because he replies and he's like, sorry, I didn't reply. I was busy shaving like a real man. Then I chopped down firewood like a real man. Then I then I tweeted manly things at someone I didn't know, just like the real men did back in my day. High five, dude. A manly high five, that is. He's a man. <laughs> they broke the shit out of him. I like that. <laughs> no, those are the wrestling fans. You got to be careful one. The, 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 the horny ones. Those are the problems. And when they get a little bit too horny on you, they, they lose their damn minds. Oh, they ain't got enough conversation just rub one out and just fucking come back to reality. Mm-hmm. So Natalia recently released a video. It's a video promo. It's not by WWE. I always find it interesting lately when people just go on their social media and they release their own video promos. Um, that's really all I know about this. So let's see. 
maybe it's WrestleMania season. Maybe it's just time in general that I'm done walking around with a pretend smile on my face. <sighs> this isn't something that I've thought about or something that I've planned. Oh, it is WWE. Look at the, the disrespect that I get is something that I feel. And I've watched all of these careers launch off my shores and I've waved them all goodbye and wished them all well. All the while I've choked in silence watching everyone else get ahead. Well, I'm done. People always ask, what's the difference between those who make it and those who don't? Well, I've finally figured out that those who make it do so by having the ability to cut throats and sleep well after it. And I haven't slept well in years, but I will now because I'm telling the world and the women in my locker room that I'm coming for all of you. And I'm coming with years of disrespect, anger, and unlimited knowledge of how to hurt you all. Consider yourself warned. Mm, that was scary. Yeah. She that was could different. hurt people, man. Don't shit, don't shit on that. What you fuck with that girl? That bitch from a dungeon. Don't do that. Yeah. That's my, that might be where this was. Oh, you know. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher, you should shoot Timothy Thatcher, you. That would be a nice change of pace for a gimmick. Because, I mean, the girl's been in the dungeon before. Nobody's going to go in there. Who the fuck are you going to send in there? You'd have to send those girls that they have in NXT, like the one that they had this, this on Dynamite. They fought, what, she fought Thunder Rose, I think. Gotta yeah. send those jobber <laughs> girls out there that don't know what's going on. Them bitches, some of them are fun. You know they really, see what happens is if they come back alive, you push them. Everybody in WWE has been smartened up to the business. It's like, gonna, like you're going to go into the dungeon in Canada with, with Like with, nobody's with going heart. in the dungeon with Natty. Like, no, fuck that. Motherfucker, we've heard the stories. We know what happens in there. Yeah, they got to be really careful. You know, you don't want none of that. You want to be about that life. I would like life. to see like, like Natty with kind of like that dungeon viciousness to it. I like that. Because they, 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 the stories I tell you, like, there's a special kind of violence that happens in that fucking place. Like, you go in there, you don't come out the same person. Hearts never get over in the WWE, huh? They really don't. And they should, like, we've been saying for years, that girl should have had, had so much more given to her than she's had. Yeah, really. And, uh, no, they don't do anything. I mean, this is from WWE, though, so, I mean, it's either they're trying to give some attention, or, I don't know. Well, who knows? And I'll send that out to social media for you guys, for anyone who's watching on the man. You guys are going to have to start coming in here when you want to watch all this stuff. I'm not going to always post all this shit. Brandy Rhodes went from Brander. I want, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. Brandy. 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 I'm going in. You know, <laughs> isn't that how the song goes on that? What's that shit called she does where she drinks booze with people? A shot. What is this? A shot of brandy. You, you, you say. <laughs> It took me a second to get it together in my head because I couldn't get the fucking song. I remember when I first put it's funny because the first time I ever launched that, I had it on my big screen loud. But I it's when you ever do those things where it's like in silence when you launch something, you don't know it's going to be loud. And I just remember that that thing came scared out. Scared the fuck out of you, right? It, it, it didn't just scare me so much as me going, What the fuck is that? Like, just wait to see I'm going in. I'm going in. Brandy. Brandy. I've done, I've done that when, like, I'm waiting for you to call me before the show's going, and like, I'm just playing shit on my phone, and then I didn't realize how high my fucking volume was, especially this new fucking one I got. Holy shit, this bitch is loud. <laughs> oh, man. I always want to react like fucking Tony Storm when Rhea Ripley scared her on that one NXT. So, for me, this story isn't so much a commentary as it is just a i guess an inquiry i want you guys to do the math for me and find out because i haven't looked around maybe i'll do it over this next week i didn't get a chance but uh basically brandy Rhodes recently said quote men claiming aew heels is 50 dollars a month to discourage others and then uh 
she basically says, it's $50 a year and loved by its nearly 500 current members. It's an amazing community full of great people and it continues to grow because it is what it promises to be. And then somebody from the fans asked, why are they charging at all? And then she said, it's not free to run an online community. There are hefty monthly fees to run it, moderate it, and host it. And uh, she said, all questions that were answered in the beginning, fan clubs have yearly fees for this reason, all of them. So I guess my question would be, how much does it cost to run? Because her argument is that it's not free to run an online community. I, I agree. This is definitely true. There are hefty monthly monthly fees to run it. Uh, I mean, a word like hefty is subjective. You know what I mean? But there are fees. But the question is, do the fees that running a community entail equal 500 people at $50 a month? What kind of community are you running? Do you find that like what's your opinion of the numbers? Just I'm just asking about the numbers, not whether or not you like the community. We'll get to that. But what's your opinion on the number count of the whole? It costs money for a community. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily of course it's not running my own community, but I mean I've seen from cases where where there's been conversations with you and everything. Yeah, it definitely costs a pretty penny to run all this stuff. That's twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's a nice little chunk of change right there. That's a quarter. Of a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if you had yeah. a if you had a hundred thousand dollar pizza pie, she bought like a fourth of it. Again, oh, I just wonder what is what does this in community include? Because again, fifty dollars a year. She corrected it. Her argument was that yeah. men, which again, I also don't like that label that men to discourage women have said that it was fifty dollars a month because that's not accurate. It's uh, we had that information and we corrected ourselves because that's what the general dirt sheets had. But it's a little presumptuous to assume that it was men specifically that made that mistake. And it's a little presumptuous to still assume that it was done because they wanted to discourage people. It might be some people's reason, but not all. But the other part that bothers me, Justice, I'm not saying you can't charge for your community, but and it is not free to run an online community, but you're making twenty five thousand dollars a year on this community. Under 500 members, close to 500 gives you about $25,000. So I guess my question, I'm not criticizing my question, what is included in this community? Does anybody know? Yeah, I don't know if they've ever gotten a detail of what's included with this. And the reason I'm asking is because, like, let's say I wanted to join, like, a different community, right? Like, let's say I wanted to join, like, Paige's community. Or if I wanted to join a uh, freaking Zelina Vegas community. It's probably not going to cost me $50 a year. I could spend it, but I could also optionally be a part of that community and not spend the dollar. They're Twitch communities. And uh, I don't think that they make $25,000 a year on their community. I don't know. It's possible. But I know that if you were to count everything that she's offering, let's just take the average streamer. If you're a streamer, because if you're not offering streaming, then by all means, are you offering singing, dancing? What are you offering for the $50 a year? VPNs cost $50 a year sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, there are things that, of course, what are you offering, I guess, is what I'm trying to figure out with this AW Heels that's so exclusive that costs so much money to produce. We're producing Talk Brunch right now. We're not a large community, but we are a community. We have thousands in the podcast realm, hundreds in the viewing realm. But it doesn't cost 25000 you know? It 
so it's just weird. I just thought that it was a weird thing to make because I don't know if they do anything that would really give that. Yeah, I think that's the one thing we're going to have to really figure out to, like, I guess have a better insight on how, what you had to say about it. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to go to the website. For 50 a year, you got to be some shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost tempted to go to the website. Let me see. I'm going to bring it up here first to see if there's anything worth uh, looking at just to get an idea of what it is. And a lot of those guys, a lot of those girls that are on there are guys. Oldeliteheels.com. What a poor use of the word, of the shoot word heels. Yeah, this thing loads. All right. Well, anyway, I'm going there for a minute, I guess. All right. <laughs> you sound so happy about it. I know. It's just like, oh, here we go. Anyway, investigation. All right. Guess we have to go. AW Heels is a new community. Oh, didn't mean to scroll past that. Led by Brandy Rhodes. To celebrate fans around the world making the best time ever for female wrestling. Okay. But what do you get? These are articles and shit. It looks like the WWE.com. The events, yeah. Posts. Okay. I think Boom. you would literally have to hit that join community button out there. Where is it? A little bit further down. It's like right under all the words. Yeah, because I want to see what they're selling us. I'm not criticizing. I'm just curious because uh, I'm just curious. Curiosity. Annual membership includes access to the AEW Heal events, virtual meet and greet, special promotions, themed parties. The secure space also enables AEW Heal members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passion for women's wrestling. Hmm. What are your thoughts? It's um, it's quite a bit. I mean, meet and greets, parties, basically connecting with the entire community. It's a uh... I don't know if I go quite as high as 50, but I mean, it is, um, it is some shit. Huh? Yeah, me neither. I don't know if I'd go quite as high as five. I don't know. Because, I, go, yeah, I don't know if I go that high. Because I'm seeing, like, what are the AEW heel events? Um, Virtual meet and greet. That means they're going to bring it via satellite. They're going to Zoom you. But then again, I would figure with uh, when things get more back to normal, I figure it would kind of switch over to regular meet and greets. Yeah, I doubt it. I don't think that they, there would be some sort of inclusive thing. And plus, you'd have to travel out there for that. This sounds, I mean, I hate to say it, but in my opinion, this sounds a little shady to me. Just in the way that it's presented. Like, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here. I only brought it because it was brought back into the public's attention. But if you're willing to charge $49 a year, right? Why not charge somebody $4.99 a month and let them try it? Yeah, have it like be a little month a month thing. So then if they're kind of over it after that first month, they can just dip out. For four ninety nine a month, you're paying $60 a year. The incentive to pay the $50 a year now becomes the fact that you're saving $10, which is usually how memberships work. I just did the math in my head just to make sure. And yeah, why not? If this is such a strong community and people are confident and happy with it, and if you're confident in your product, why are they doing a WWE-esque thing? Remember when WWE first came out? It was $9.99 a month, but you had to buy the, 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 the network subscription for the year. You were in a contract for that year. Yeah, yeah, you and, had to stick around that first year. everyone was critical of them. Everyone was critical of them. And keep in mind that they were providing everything that they have. They weren't providing some shit. They were saying, hey, $9.99 a month with a year contract, and you know everything that we've ever produced? You can have it all. Everything from the first time Vince McMahon turned on a fucking camera, including some shit that wasn't his and all of the WCW stuff. You can have it all. 999. 
12 months and everyone shitted on them to the point where they took it back and they said, all right, fine. You could just have the 999 whenever you want. Even though that was a death trap because that essentially means people will just get it for the big papers and then cancel it like they do with Game of Thrones and HBO, which we were talking about earlier. But they did it because of the pressure. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because our comparison is now AEW Heels, a website I've been on for about 10 minutes, and I still don't know what the fuck they're selling. Virtual meet and greet doesn't mean anything. Virtual how? There's 500 of you. Are you all going to be in the fucking virtual meet and greet together? What are the windows going to look like? Is it going to be like the Thunderdome? Are there going to be little tiny windows where you hardly see each other? How's that going to work? Do you meet one at a time? Who do you meet? There's not enough shit going on. What do you mean? Theme parties? Parties? Virtual parties? Real parties? Are you allowed in parties? It's, it's just, I don't like this. And again, I didn't come here with the intention of criticizing because I'm learning about it as I see it. But this seems like bullshit. $49 a month or, or a year should be $4.99 a month to give someone the chance to try the thing. We can't even fucking get a membership. I can't get Stasis a membership because I don't want to go there. But I can't get her a membership so she could try it and give me her opinion on if it's worth buying for the year. There's not even a trial membership. And then the fact that it says here, all sales final. Please see our return policy for details. Why are all sales final? It's like you want to lock somebody into this shit before they realize that there's not much content there because it doesn't look like there's much content there. If there was, then there'd be more than the front page. There's an example of the fucking content. I'm starting to suspect that, that, that people like, like Soraya Knight, people like freaking uh, Zelina Vega, and even us are putting more energy and effort into our actual content that we're creating for our community and what's available here for the $49 a year. You guys get show for free. Yeah, and their exchange policy is what you would expect. Just, you know, if it's not damaged. And it's technically not damaged. They're giving you exactly what... If they gave you jack shit, that's what they're advertising. Unbelievable. Is there like an about? Yeah, please. What does the about tell us? Does it probably just says the same shit, right? <laughs> yeah, it's almost guaranteed. That they're just a... Uh, that they're a place for women. And you know what? 500 is nothing to boast about. The number's still high for the money, but 500 just goes to show that most people aren't buying that shit. 500. Like if you go snap on all men with an opinion like that, you gotta have more than five hundred people. I've done cyberpunk streams hiring that shit. Mm-hmm. It's just pictures of the girls. AW is a new community for women who love wrestling. The female forward movement led by Brandy Rhodes and the stars of AW Women's Division is designed to celebrate and inspire female fans around the world. AW is dedicated to making the this the best time ever to be a female wrestling fan. AW Heels members receive access to a variety of exclusive features designed just for them. This includes lively monthly Zoom sessions. See, it is featuring special guests. So, I mean, it's really going to be just them on camera. It's going to be the same as the free things they do on Facebook, where someone does a Q&A and they go on Facebook and then everybody's in the chat and you're seeing all the floating hearts and thumbs ups and everything like that while the person's speaking into the thing. They just took that idea and just charged money for it. Because if it's just going to be like a special guest on the camera and you're just there, it's not like you're going to be on the camera. It's not a personal experience. Which when you really look at a lot of content creators nowadays, they'll go on Twitch, they'll go on YouTube, they'll go on their, their platforms and they'll speak into the camera and they won't charge you $50 a month. What else? Q&A sessions with talent, tutorials, specialty topics, and outside experts, exclusive giveaways, dance sessions, and surprises. Has any of this happened so far? Ongoing access to virtual game nights with Leva Bates and Ref Aubrey. Which Leva Bates, I mean, she must be doing it from her own Twitch because we know Leva Bates is a Twitch streamer. Virtual meetups with AEW talent, customized playlists, special discounts, exclusive behind the scenes content. This is also a safe community where AEW Heels members can communicate with each other behind a private login to chat about their love of wrestling or common interests. Did he get that one guy disguised as a woman goes and show your tits? And it's like, what? That one guy. Bro. <laughs> 
that one guy. They're probably there's probably five hundred guys in that shit. <laughs> oh my god! All jacking off to one another and don't know it. Catfish ever. Oh my god. They made a they made a catfish fish vortex. Holy shit. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a catfish vortex. Oh. I get every 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 man who's a pervert who saw AEW heels came here and spent the, the money for an account. Especially the old men. Old men are perverts. They came here and they, they spent the money for an account. That's what AEW heels are. It should be called AEW men in heels. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I didn't mean to bury this, but I'm sorry. It looks shady. I, you know, we call it as it is. Oh my god! Oh no! It does, it's like it's not. I only see shady. I just see poorly thought out. It was thought out enough to make you have to pay the forty nine dollars and yeah, lock it in with well no thought. refund. They thought of that part. They're all men. That's probably oh, what nineties. That's probably what a lot of nineties chat rooms were, and people didn't realize it. They thought they had girlfriends, and the girlfriend was another guy. And then they put it on a show on MTV is running for I don't know how many seasons. Yeah, catfishing on an epic scale. <laughs> you want to know where all the AEW male fans are? They're probably in AEW heels. <laughs> oh, that shit is probably a trick. They just created that so that all the women will have the actual community to themselves. We'll just stay out here. No woman's going to go to that shit. That's how you know you're a real woman. You won't be there. Like <laughs> a sticky <laughs> keyboard hell, goddammit. <laughs> AEW heels with a keys crack, goddammit. <laughs> All right, backspace. <laughs> Don't go with that bitch with a black light. You'll go blind. Oh, man. This wasn't even going to be supposed to be. This wasn't supposed to be a long story, and it is. Hey, you know what, it's, David? We had to make it funny to get through this shit at this point. It's like fuck. a featured story. Oh, man. That shit is we shady. Every now, every, we always say it's not going to be a long one, and then every episode, one story. I was kidding. I feel bad though that in the beginning of that star opened, but I'm not going to criticize this or nothing. But and then at the end of it, it was like, yeah, this shit is bullshit. They're all men. <laughs> but you know what? If anyone, please, please do the work for me. Explain to me why they're charging forty nine dollars to go to the female section of the AEW website, of uh, forty nine non refundable dollars a year instead of four ninety nine a month, so you could peek in for a month. Because they know after that four ninety nine, you're gonna leave. They'll make some shit up, or they'll say that you know because only the most dedicated people would spend the forty nine, which isn't true. You just have to be a dedicated pervert. It's because they need forty nine dollars with a cleaning product to unstick the fucking keyboard. Like you know how many dudes are probably in that shit right now, connecting with other dudes that think they're connecting with other women. What There's no be- women in there. <laughs> Would it be some shit for four hundred and ninety nine dudes and one girl? Dude, they're probably all guys in there pretending to yeah, be girls. Yeah, my perfect world. At least one or two of them are girls. And then since you're having these Zoom conferences where the only person who's on the screen is the special guest, you'll never know. If it was personalized, you'd have to come on the camera instead of come on the camera. <laughs> oh. I was really just about to make a joke. Your fucking brain's going to sit there. It's going to be like fucking chat rules. The old days of chat roulette. Yeah, I could see I'll- them right now singing that shit right when they're clicking and putting in their PayPal information. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> no one thought about this when they did it or they or they just don't care they're like we'll get a year of money and then we're gonna break out like there's nothing i don't know what they're selling oh, okay. 
I just can't believe oh, that. Yeah. I don't know what this. Yeah, he's right. George is right. Chatterbait, OnlyFans. At least you know what you're getting. What the fuck's being oh, sold I here? All I hear is a fucking song in my head now. <laughs> like, what in the world are they selling? How come there's not more details to this? Oh, God, because that's how they get you. It's like a shitty mobile game. They tell you next to nothing. you be like, hey, install. Fuck it. It's a less dirty OnlyFans. I don't oh. know, man. OnlyFans, you could cancel. Some of those subscriptions are four ninety nine, seventy nine. dollars You get in there once and you're done. It's $40, $49 a month. <laughs> or a year, I'm sorry. And now she's going to think that I'm intentionally trying to cancel her. And she'll be all right. <laughs> they probably thought do you think they had the foresight to think of this like hey well, let's make an aw heels thing all of the perverted guys will give us their money if you're a woman because we have female listeners if you're a female and you actually are interested or are a member of the aw heels 49 dollar a month membership tell me about it or a year i'm sorry a year you know what it is it's that male gene in me you stupid <laughs> Freudian slip oh my god anyway let's move the hell away from this story until right. someone could tell me what the hell they sell on that website <laughs> you know unbelievable so Paige uh, was in a new music video falling in I reverse heard. I'm not a vampire featuring Paige what the hell's that I don't want to Fall- yeah falling in reverse I've heard of that band I haven't heard music in forever but yeah I'm familiar with the band I don't know how much of that shit we're allowed to run on here I'll try to get to the, just the page part it's a six minute video too they fucking we we somehow dodged a bullet with bad buddies. So. Yeah, we didn't play much. Oh, there we go. So that's that's what starts with uh, I guess it starts with her here. Could just put a little so we can hear what we. Have. Okay, we got the idea there. Oh, it's one of those kind of things, huh? Nothing. Yeah, we and, that, and actually, it's correct. Uh, Paige's boyfriend is the lead singer of this band. Oh right, that guy. Yeah. yeah. So he was around when uh when that crazy guy came in the house and said that he that symbols let him there. Remember that yeah. shit? Uh, these fucking psycho fuck, fucking psycho versions. Well, if the house looks like this, I'd believe it. You know, that would be my, my if I was the defense attorney, that would be my whole thing. It's like you mean to tell me symbols the lead there? Tell that to Ali Card over there. <laughs> Hit a little more to music before we fade. Okay, we get the point. I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied? Satisfied? I'm yeah. satisfied. We satisfied. I'll probably go back and watch the video at some point. So yeah, yeah, I'm satisfied. Here's the link for those of you that want to watch it. Again, it's late. We got to extra late. We got wrestling shit to discuss. And, uh, you know, all that shit. It's a six minute video. Kira Hogan. Ooh. Two weeks in a row. Damn. Like she's either getting, that means she's either getting over or getting annoying. You guess which one it is. She wrestled an impact. We know which one it is. Do we? Yeah. She she ain't getting over. She what? She ain't she ain't getting over. If she was getting over, she wouldn't be wrestling in front of no crowd. I know, right? In a tag team nobody's heard of. So a bit of a recap. What was her original Sasha Banks issue? She thought that Sasha copied her hair by coloring it blue. Yeah, and we talked on here about how stupid that is. And before that, she thought Ember Moon copied her look. Yeah, she did. Well, it, it was either her look or her gimmick. Okay, well, let me look here because she apparently put something else out. Trying to grab it here. Bear with me, fellas. Like, you know, she's going to be like, Bailey copied my blink. My blink. You see that way that, you see that, way that bitch blinks? I did that shit first. Paige is somebody. It would be. Her. <laughs> I wonder who. 
who was just so rough. I love her. <laughs> That's who really started evolution, okay? That's who. Her and AJ. Who was botching the all their dives? Who the hell botched all their dives in WWE? Bruh. Some female. Bruh. Uh, Bruh. Okay. Opinion on me and Yen's blue hair. It's what blue about hair. It? It's blue. Am blue. I. Like, I'm not mad about blue hair. Leva Bates also has blue hair. Okay, so she basically goes and says it wasn't about the blue. What did she say what it is about? I think I remember her saying it was blue hair. So. It's like Muppet Gonzo and I got blue hair. Like, don't, like, don't fucking back up, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, what is that? What are you talking about? Talk about who botched all their dives. Who actually got to see their fucking dives? You can't be an impact in 2021 trying to talk shit. <laughs> People who like impact would, would object to that. Motherfucker, your company gave Tommy Dreamer a world title shot in 2021. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, right? Screw that. Step your game up. So in a new turn of events, WWE is going to be handing out violations. Violations for social media posts. Yeah, gotta be careful now. Yeah, if you say the wrong thing on there, they'll just give you a violation. Basically, according to Wrestling Inc., Inc., I'm sorry, uh, they said that the superstars that tweet over Instagram or what they name any business, person, brand, charity on Twitter. Um, the first shot is a warning, but then they'll be fined. Then finally they'll get suspended. And they said that they own any superstar Twitter and Instagram accounts due to a clause in their contract. This clause grants WWE the exclusive use of their likeness. So that More is control. A, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I can sort of see the logic of it. A lot of businesses are going to start doing this. Eventually, what's going to happen is no one's going to be able to use social media. Like I said before, it's a, it's going to be a self-governing system because they've already made it where a lot of people are going to be restricting based on the, your employer what you're allowed to say. That's going to leave social media to just the people who want to be employed. And the only people who are going to be on there are going to want to stay employed, which is going to make it one of the most politically correct platforms on the planet. Because oh when God. you take social media... And it's slowly starting to happen. And you tell people, look, if you want to keep your job, sure, it starts with the big corporation. If you want to keep your job, you're not allowed to tweet about politics or religion. That's how it starts. They're not taking away your First Amendment rights. It's freedom of speech, not freedom of tweets. Write it down, freedom of tweets, in case we go with that one. Too. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's freedom of speech, not freedom of tweets. You know, so they're not taking away your First Amendment rights. And that's what the argument has always been in our country, that you have your First Amendment rights. Freedom of speech, you can say whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that there won't be consequences, just not legal ones. So now the new loophole with social media is that they'll keep, they could threaten you with your job. So a lot of social media, WWE included, are now doing this practice where they're saying, look, if you work for us, you're not allowed to tweet about these things. But again, my point being, what stops that from happening, which is what's in the eventuality of it is going to be. It's going to be like a, a standard thing written into any job application and contract. So you will no longer based on your employer, be able to say what you want. So then you have the people who are left tweeting. You know what I mean? And it's like, they're not going to want to do it if they're going to look, be looking for a job. You know what I mean? So everybody's pretty much screwed now. Yeah, at this point, it's just going to go down the ladder one at a time. It's going to become one of the most PC platforms. That's the reason why we, we did talk Brent for all those years, because we didn't want a platform governed by that kind of shit, worrying about how many people are going to try to cancel you or anything, but that's what it's basically becoming. They could make another account with their real name, but they, they hold you liable. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And I believe you're not even allowed. I'm not sure if on social media, like how it works, every platform is different, but on some you're not even allowed. And if they find them too, they'll kill the other one. You know, or if they find out that it's you, it's not even about whether or not it's, it's on their account. That's the whole point. 
if a company says you're not allowed to tweet about religion and you go on a different account as your real name and you tweet about religion and it's connected to you, then they still have the right to release you. You have to stay anonymous completely under that account. Exactly. You can't give any kind of indication as you because the second you do, it's a wrap. In fact, they might even come down on you harder because you did it like that. Yeah. Like they might skip punishment one and two and send you straight to three. This is true. The one thing I have heard about is that there's no, at least I think up until this point, there's no um, mention on releases. So it's like if you go past strike three, like there hasn't, there hasn't been like a word on if you get released after that. Man, that sometimes that look how many people have been released with no strikes recently. Yeah, exactly. Strikes don't mean shit. I just, yeah, I feel like it would just be a matter of time where they'd just be like, oh, yeah, you get released too. Like, that's one of those ones where I feel like you almost don't. Oh, it's, it's a given. It. Suspension, just is, it's, it's just a given. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's just an automatic given. So, what do you think, though? Do you, do you feel that this is something that's good as far as it catching on to uh, other places? And Yeah, I mean, I've never been a fan of the whole, like, hey, you're going to control everything that, like, literally every single thing that somebody posts. But it's definitely, like you said, it starts with the big places, but eventually that stuff kind of works its way down. And I think it's one of those things, it's not even a matter of if, it's literally just a matter of when. And when it happens, you can either adjust to it or find some kind of, I guess, a way to do something different. Like, Yeah, because that's people that are toxic as fucking vocal on social media, so it'll definitely follow them, you know? Yeah, like See, those beginning. people, they need that freaking check back into place. But then there's people where, like myself, for example, you're talking about just casual life. It's just like it's not really going to affect those people that bad. That's but the true. people who are sitting up there tweeting about bullshit they have no I, actual idea about just to try to fit in another community, those people are screwed. Yeah. See, for, so for me, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, um, because on one hand, it definitely keeps people like Joel in his parents' basement. But then on the other hand, it's the direct control of the flow of information, which I don't like. It is, in a way, censoring your First Amendment rights. Yeah. So, you know. Let me see if there's any news before we move on to the weeklies here. I mean, nothing that can't wait until uh, next week. What we're hearing, according to CBS um, Sports, they're basically saying the first game at Tropicana Field is April 9th with the New York Yankees. Uh, so that's going to be against uh, that's going to be against the Devil Rays because that's their home, which is where the Thunderdome is right now. So that basically means that uh, they're going to be stuck, I guess, dealing with the Thunderdome for a bit. And then they're going to have to also find another place to uh, put it, I guess, maybe back to the Amway Center because they're going to start needing it for the uh, for the baseball. So. That's a bit of a story there. Yeah. Maybe if I come out to where something like they have to rotate locations depending on what's going on. Like, okay, it's Amway this week. Okay, so we got to go back to Tropicana. Oh, going back to Amway. And just for amusement's sake, I mean, Matt Riddle photoshopped himself onto Shawn Michaels doing the naked pose with the championship. That shit the killed me. Freaking Riddle. The future <laughs> looks bright for the United States Championship, and I couldn't be happier, bro. Hashtag Italian, hashtag HBK, hashtag WWE, Raw, hashtag Elimination Chamber, hashtag Future Champ. Fucking guy. <laughs> At this point, they just realize, like, fuck it, he's harmless. Let him have fun. I guess. You know. <laughs> like, the worst he's going to do at this point is troll Goldberg and Brock, so. Yeah, no, you have a point there. It's funny how he's allowed, he, he's given so much freedom, though. Yeah, they just kind of let him go. But then again, I guess 
it's just because he's doing it all in good fun. Yeah. And he's always seemed like a very good spirit in the back. So it's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's grown on me. You know, he's a cool guy and he's, his, his offense is really convincing, you know? Oh yeah. Like a lot of his offense is like highly, highly convincing. Like when you look at him, like it, we, we've it's never always, had a problem with that. Yeah, And it's always great when you see him go from just a calm, cool, happy demeanor to this fucking murderer. It's like it's like a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Like one moment he's smiling, next moment he's kicking people's faces off. Yeah, like I like how he was joking on Keith Lee, and then until Keith Lee told him that he could beat him, and he was like, "Oh, really?" Like last week. Yeah. Like, I was like, "Oh, really, bro? Well, good luck." I know Keith Lee did beat him. Yeah, I'm looking through now. Don't forget, guys, we also have the uh, the freaking elimination chamber voting poll. If you're listening on demand, go to talkbrunch.com, top of the page. You will have the voting poll there. Uh, definitely helps us when you go there get your votes in for there's only four matches that we're going to be going over tonight yeah but if um anything's added especially coming up friday we'll always update y'all to check that thing regularly throughout the week yeah yeah for sure it's weird it's like bump to bump pay-per-views all the damn time now you know yeah they crack they crack those pay-per-views out like quite a bit like like it's just it's it's not like we see with other places where they have like a pay per view then like two months will go by and there's another one. Like we see pay per view sometimes two, sometimes even three times the same month. Yeah, mm-hmm. we really do. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, let's get into the weeklies a little bit, shall we? Yeah, and luckily since we had NXT Takeover this uh past weekend, which thank everybody for coming out for that post show. That was fun. We already got one of them out of the out of the way. Yeah, we're still going to talk about NXT, but just not. We we covered most of the weekly. Just a little bit of an update of the aftermath of what's going on. I wanted to talk again on this show, so I know more people listen to the Monday stuff than anything else. The trolling that happened, where the way Gargano and the way and WWE <laughs> they they worked the dirt sheets because on that Wednesday episode of NXT, they announced early in that afternoon. That Austin Theory was going to be facing Kushida, and that yeah, the yeah, reason for this, yeah, and that the reason for this was going to be because of the fact that uh, Gargano is injured. And when he comes out, the injury we talked about this on the on the post show last night, but the injury, his arm is broken, so they have him in a wheelchair. So it's a gimmick injury; he's just being a heel. But they were so that the dirt sheets jumped on this. They freaking jumped. This is how how they wrote this. These are the stories they put out. Johnny Gargano was set to take on Kushida at NXT TakeOver Vendors Day, but the North American title match is not happening now. Austin Theory broke the news late last night, and WWE has confirmed that Gargano is injured. NXT put out a tweet saying that Johnny Wrestling sustained an injury. They did not specify how Gargano is injured or when he will be back in action. Due to his absence, Austin Theory will take on Kushida on this week's NXT. And then they put out another one afterwards. And they said, uh, they basically said in this one that, uh, Austin Theory dropped a video where he said that Johnny Takeover will miss Takeover. Theory said he just left Johnny Gargano's house and he blames Kushida for the leader of the Way's Takeover absence. So they actually believed Austin Theory's video. Like, do you see what I mean about the dirt sheets and why it takes us so long to put this show together? Like, to think that they got worked by watching NXT. And you know what the bad part about this? Of all the ones that get worked, ironically, it's fucking ringside. Which, for those people who don't know, Ringside has been getting quite the shit rap as of late. Like, oh, yeah. they've, they, multiple superstars or spouses of superstars have called them out for s- claiming that they've spoken to them on certain things when they haven't. 
So it's just funny that ringside's the one that's like, yeah, Johnny's out of takeover. Don't even wait till NXT because they're so quick to just be like, no, we got the story out there. And they just want the click. And you know what? They didn't even bother to retract it or correct it or anything. I went there and looked before I did this show. They just left that shit there. You know, they're too fucking embarrassed to even post anything else after that. That shit was the funniest fucking conversation me and Rick are having on Wednesday. Like, I don't think Johnny's injured. Yeah, I'm, mind, I'm I've typing already, to you. I've already watched this NXT, <laughs> and I'm going, oh, no, they fucking worked with me. I was uh, like, dude, oh, I'm typing to you as they're carrying the fucking wheelchair to the ring. I'm like, dude, I don't think this is a real injury. <laughs> no, what it was, it was Thursday because I had already watched NXT, and you watched it the next day, and I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck, I so hate it. Look at this. I have to bring this up. This is the Austin Theory thing. So I just left Johnny John John's house, Mr. Takeover, Johnny Gargano, and I can't hold this in anymore. Johnny's out of Takeover. That's right. NXT Takeover Vengeance Day Johnny will not be there. And it's all because of you, Kushida. And you know, I always got a smile on my face. But it's time to be serious. It's time to be serious. I'm not playing around. Tomorrow night on NXT, Kushida, you will pay. Not cash, not credit, not debit. You will pay from a half whooping from Austin Theory. And that is the way. Can you believe that they thought the dirt sheets that report the news to us thought that the storyline in this show that we watch was real? If it wasn't ringside, I wouldn't be able to believe it. <laughs> You know what the bad part about it is? When I remember when I linked you to that story, in my head, I was like, wait a minute, this one's from ringside. Let me keep an eye out. Lo and behold, I watched that NXT, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it didn't register me until you, 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 you were watching NXT, and I was like, wait, did he change the match on the fucking pole? Nope. <laughs> And I was like, wait, no, he's not going to do that until he watches NXT. And I was like, fuck, I forgot to tell him they watched. <laughs> it's just so funny that in the middle of me typing the message to tell him that it was a work, all I get is this message. Boop. I don't think his injury is legit, man. So, as you guys know, those of you that were here last night, otherwise, uh, we didn't talk about it. So, Austin Theory, he was missing, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can bring this shit back up again. It's so fucking funny. I'm going to let you guys take a look at this. This is the dance. By the way, that's one of my favorite moments of just this is the dance is one of the funniest (laughs) fucking things. Like, that's just great. This this is the dance is awesome. Why is that the dance? Who cares? Well, I love this. This is the dance. You ready? (laughs) This is the dance. Beat Kushida on three. One, two, three. Here's Kushida. Okay, so if you guys watch here. Let's bring this shit down a little bit. Look at Austin Just Theory in the background. This. Dexter Loomis gets it. Got him. Off. Gone. No more Austin Theory. Did you see that? You saw the three super so now Austin Theory's gone, and they don't realize it. They don't realize it. And watch fucking Johnny. And when, and when Gargano goes to put his hand on theories, there's no Austin Theory there. He does the pose and everything, and it's like he's missing. Johnny! <laughs> see, there's nobody. That is awesome. He's like, oh, where's Theory? So we talked about this last night, but then we just went on to talk about the matches and everything. So we didn't think too much about it. But if you guys recall, I said we should check the Twitter to see what's going on. And 
something actually was going on. Are you shitting me? No, I am not shitting you. Oh, God. So when you went... (laughs) Yo, I purposely didn't check Twitter at all, just hoping for this shit. This is what's on the Twitter. Oh, that's... Shit, that's a face a mother could only like as a casual friend. Right so that there. that's what Austin Theory's Twitter account put out, and the reason I know is because is because freaking uh, Indy Hartwell she retweeted it with OMG. <laughs> <laughs> so they so I guess we can say he's still with Dexter Loomis because Dexter Loomis has his phone. See, that's why I said check the Twitter. I knew they were gonna have to follow me one that I can actually pretend like I actually do the work on Twitter that. That he's gone. That's even better than I thought. They said we're not gonna half-ass it. We're going. We're going the full way. His face just right in the phone like that. The full way. I can't wait until Wednesday. I want to see what happened to Austin Theory. I've never been more excited for an episode of NXT in my life. I swear to God. Also, that's the profile picture now of of Austin Theory. That's fucked up. Yo, could that be the screenshot? Just a fucking new Austin Theory. He kidnapped him and changed his profile to his. I think the equivalent of like you leaving like your fucking computer on somebody and somebody hacked your Facebook. Oh my god! Oh yeah, we we laughed. We listen to the show from last night. We laughed so hard at that shit. And uh, in another follow up, because like I said, we're doing NXT follow ups right now. According to Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer Live, he was saying that in real life, Cameron bought AMC in the GameStop deal at a ridiculously low price, like thirteen dollars, and sold it for like hundreds of dollars. So legitimately, Cameron Grimes made a ton of money that week. He doesn't have more money than Elon Musk, but he might have more money than anyone at NXT at the moment. So not as his character and it's his greatness. So this was a shoot thing. And that's true. He's now the million dollar caveman. (laughs) Oh, man. What what a crazy world we live in. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and the only thing we didn't talk about with NXT because it had nothing to do with TakeOver was Zia Lee. Zia Lee and being accompanied by Boa and Tian Xia against Cora Jade. The finish, and I asked you this before, how is this girl shoot-kicking people? <laughs> Those are real roundhouse kicks. That bitch threw technique-solid roundhouses. She's just allowed she to kick people for real? Her. Hold on, I'm going to bring this up on the screen. We got we, we, we to get this up on the screen so you can see, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Shit. Holy hell. Like, how are you allowed to kick people that hard? Okay, look at this. Just fucking take a look at how hard she kicks here. It's a completely <laughs> renovated human being compared to the one we were used to. Say that again, Zaylee. Slicing through her opponent into the cover, and Lee. And she's dead. That's rough. Yo, imagine fucking that girl coming for the PC. It's like, okay, so what do I do this week? Um, Zaylee's gonna kick you in the head. What? And then. And it's weird because I know that NXT airs on Hulu. I don't know if a lot of you guys realize that. NXT airs on Hulu the day after. The same exact network that brings you the reboot of Animaniacs, ironically. Because it's time for another good idea, bad idea. Starring Caden Carter. Oh, no. (laughs) Good idea. Oh, no. Having a match at NXT. Bad idea. A co- a- approaching, what's her name again? Uh, Tian Sha. What are you doing? What are you doing? What did you do to her? She's not like this. This is not her. She's about respect. Who are you? Tell me who you are. I 
was sitting there saying, I'm like, oh shit, she's approaching the girl in the chair. What are you doing to her? This isn't Zaya. This isn't her. This is not her. This isn't. Look how she gets rid of her. Makes her take a nasty bump. I love this, how she apologizes here. That's some Orochimaru shit right there. And then Bo was there trying to defuse the situation. They are terrified. Look. Oh, God, Bo, poor Bo. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't fuck up a poor boa old Noah. Oh. And now you're gonna get your ass kicked because you made our master pissed off. See, everybody gets their ass kicked over this. And there's that kick again, dude. Look at the fucking kick that she that she lays in here. This bitch threw a whole wheel kick. It took her head off. That bitch threw a Uriah Hall level wheel kick. Yeah, the kind he apologizes for. You know? Wait, I don't wanna go damn, I don't wanna go that far back. I hate the navigation. Anyway, you know, we saw it once. You guys could rewind it. But yeah, those kicks are terrible. Crazy. Crazy. I can't wait to see Tian Sha get out of that throne and fight. This will be like when Shang Tsung first got out, right? Oh, dude. I've been Ever since I first saw Tian Sha, I've been like, oh, I can't wait till that fucking gets up. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's going to happen eventually. Something's going to happen and Tian Sha is going to fight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So everything that we uh everything else was discussed last night during the NXT Takeover show. So before we go into the AEW to continue to Wednesday Night Wars, we're gonna stop off with Impact. I think that's appropriate to go in order, right? And uh, yeah. one of the most interesting things about my program is after creating it, because I did this partially throughout the week. It took me a while to remember why this part of the program is tagged as Impact Bus. I was thinking to myself, is it they had like less express? Are they going to be traveling? Are they going to be touring? Before I realized that I just couldn't be bothered enough to finish writing bullshit. Because that's how little I even gave regard to the program itself. I'm like, impact bus. I was like, sorry, I was going to write bullshit, but then I think I got a text or something. Anyway. AEW had private party, apparently. And I, and you know what? Honestly, I'm going to be watching this with you guys for the first time. I didn't watch any impact, but I know George would get mad if we didn't cover it. So I looked through their video you section. Right. Yeah, I looked through their video section and and Stasis and I just picked out the ones that look like it might matter. So obviously AEW's private party interjecting themselves into the championship main event. This was a this was on the, the impact before the pay-per-view, I believe. Is there anything relevant here? Do I need to see this? Good tag team wrestling, keeping their opponent isolated. I think we can skip ahead to when Private Party shows up, right? Following up that jumping, and, and right now here comes yeah, Gallows. the rules, piss you off, and get you Saturday. Also, there they are now. You think you think Big Money Matt and Private Party out here scouting? Why would they need to be out there to scout? That's a stupid thing to think. We have technology in this world. You could scout from your house. You could watch this on your phone. Did you have to come out specifically to see? We call that stalking. Wrestling is still quality in this company. I'm not going to lie about that. I still like watching the workers. I mean, you know how much I love Sam Storm. That's one of my guys. I just don't know what the fuck he's doing. because we're seeing the guys we actually know. I'd like to get to when the, when the hell did they interfere? No champions. Oh wait, here we go. Why? 
Brock Hardy doing? Wait, wait, wait. Because they got, I guess they got, they got to choose the team that they wanted. By doing that, what was the point of them doing that? Gentlemen, the winners of this match, as a result of a disqualification, Chris Saban and Cowboy James Storm. They'd probably rather fight them than Gallows and Anderson, right? Yeah. That make the most sense. That's interesting. Yeah, wrestling looks good, George. I'm not gonna lie about that. You know, right, that's cool. That's interesting. You know, anybody who wants, it'll be on our, it'll be in the chat room, and it'll be up on our social media for anyone interested in this kind of stuff. We're becoming a nocturnal as hell pocket. But you see, I told you guys there was a lot to the program. I wouldn't have been able to do that whole corporate WWE shit and all the other stuff the way we did. If, yeah, and this one up morphing uh, the world tag title match, uh, No Surrender, into a three-way. It was Private Party versus uh, the Good Brothers versus they're known as Beer Guns. Okay, so it looks like Beer Guns. Oh, my God. So you see what I'm saying? Like what? It looks like we got a clip from that, though. Let's have a yeah, right. Let's have a look at what we have here as far as uh, the clip. Oh, do we have a clip? I thought we did. Yeah, this is your right better than dirty dogs. I guess that was it. No, no, no. This has to be. No, no, no. I guess not. Sorry, I thought there was a clip of Private Party. Did they not release a clip of them? Yeah, I guess not. Either that or I didn't grab it. Oh wait, there is one. I'm sorry. Oh, we got. You know what is there's so many buttons this time around that uh I didn't see the damn thing. <laughs> Give me a sec because I actually have to assign it to our board. We have buttons bleeding off of our board for tonight, guys. Oh yeah, this one's a big one. Yeah, this is definitely one of the big ones. I'll get it up. You just gotta give me a minute here to inject it into the board. Like I said, I didn't watch the impact stuff. I figured screw it, I'll watch it on here with uh George. <laughs> <laughs> that was my exact thought i was like george will like it That's the way you said it yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah i'm scrolling back to the thing for it because they did put it there. i don't know why the hell we didn't have it at first sorry about that guys what was actually good the pay-per-view or the impact i sure enough didn't watch, didn't watch either yeah i know you're boathful about that shit i'm telling you man that's just when I saw somebody get shot at a wedding, I was like, nope, that's it for me. And you impact, too. Yeah, I just have. <laughs> I know, we're taking long. Jesus. I'm trying, I'm trying. So you didn't watch this pay-per-view? Nah. This is your, this is your first experience, too? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I went into this one blind. Almost, almost. Not almost. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, George. Yeah, George. I even mentioned before they that that's how they decided to write Ty off. Like, oh, Taya did it. She's arrested. And I was like, no. And that was, yeah, we, I just thought about that. You're right. What the fuck? Mark Quinn comes in, and now we're going to see more tandem offense from the private party. Standing switch there, saving, using the momentum of his opponents against them. Push off, kick, which trying to go. Would have been better if this Mark was a motor city. Push out, drop to hold. Isaiah holds him. We've seen Quinn do this before. Beautifully done. Here that combination offense. You can't get the cover. Saban's real smart. It looks good, right? Yeah. Keep the volume. I'd rather talk over it a little bit. But James Storm, James Storm doesn't look good. Oh my god! Right, like he's got a muffin top. Got your muffin, hey bro, and your alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, like what? Oh. Good stuff here. Good stuff here. But of course, yeah. this was good. He's saying this was good. Yeah, there's AEW guys here, man. Yeah, fucking AEW guys and the and one half, two halves of actually 
two of the most successful TNA tag teams in the whole in that history, company's history. You're experiencing AEW booking. You can't fuck that up. Like, yeah, he does have muffins, man. He's muffining it up. God. He needs to make a tag team with Chris Hero. Oh, my God. They could be the muffins. Biscuit buddies. No. <laughs> We've got muffins. That's the why I popped into my fucking head. It looks good. It looks good enough, you know. I'll put that entire link in the chat for you guys to check out. Support AEW and, and even Impact. So who won Gallows that one? Gallows and Anderson are on Impact or on AEW like every week. Yo. I don't think they've missed one. So who won that one? Uh, I believe uh, Lee Gallows and Anderson retained. Interesting. In fact, I don't think any champions lost. Private Party? They won the titles? The AEW really just run. Wait, what? Did the AW rookies win the NXT championship in that? No, they didn't. Wait, he just said no. Oh God. Okay, I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, Georgia, who won? Like the Gallows and Anderson win? Like, wait, what? Wouldn't it be some shit? Some AEW guys just walk up and be like, no, boop, titles. That's our titles. Run your titles. All I'm saying, Swan, we're still waiting for Kenny Omega title shot. Okay, yeah, he said good brother won. Okay. So let's say, damn. Sammy Guevara was going to be part of this impact wrestling angle if you will the storyline this thing going into the pay-per-view there were a few things that happened i don't know if you're aware of this but according to slam wrestling he was going to be in the angle in an angle for impact but he complained about the creative direction and they just pulled the entire angle so there's a couple of reports first the report is that uh first impact pitched some stuff to creative and AEW with tony khan that the whole AEW creative apparently rejected. And then they presented a second idea. And Tony Khan gave them the okay for this idea. And then apparently it was reported that on the day of the show, Guevara was complaining. And Impact contacted Jericho and Tony Khan about it. And uh, they and apparently there were plans made to shoot this angle. But then the following day, Impact received a message directly from Sammy Guevara complaining about the direction. And then Impact told Khan and Jericho um, this information. And they reached out to Impact's executive vice president of Don Callis. And this is, this has uh, been, uh, I guess refuted, but they, the original report says that Don, they talked to Don Callis about banning Guevara from Impact's premises, which, uh, again, take it with a grain of salt. That one really, like, I'm not sure about that. That sounds a little bit extreme. We're going to have to continue to look at this story right now and see what the hell's going on here. Uh, after that, PW Insider then confirmed that Guevara was uh, going to be working a short storyline at the Impact Wrestling tapings. And uh, this would have been, it's a spoiler alert, but it would have played off of what happened at the end of Dynamite with, with Guevara. This would have been part of the storyline somehow. Since plans changed, we're not exactly sure what the structure would have been. But uh, he didn't fly to Nashville at all, um, even after everyone agreed to the angle. Apparently, what they what this reporter saying is that he then started texting "quote unquote" alternate ideas about what he wanted to do with the angle. Um, now, the reason why I'm bringing this up at this point in the program is because what we were basically told is that what the angle for Guevara and Impact was was to join uh Rosemary and Crazy Steve, and he was going to be in an angle with them. And yeah, they, he was going to be the new Decay member. And apparently we were told that everything that they had planned for Guevara instead was given to Black Taurus, who is the new member of Decay. So I figured I would have bring you guys up to speed in case you're asking why certain things are happening. That's the reason why 
you had because i thought i was like who the fuck is, i don't even know who black taurus is first of all i've, I've but, never uh, seen this person never heard of him nothing but uh according to dave melsa dave melsa said that he heard from someone at impact that the creative that Guevara turned down was something that he should turn down and that he didn't like it so they decided to do it with black taurus instead and they didn't use sammy so uh what are your thoughts as far as uh sammy Guevara being the the, the decay guy it doesn't make later sense yeah later actually yeah like that makes no sense to stick him with sammy Guevara. he has in no way shape or form anything in common and it's like considering what happened on AEW, how does that translate into he joins basically two demon assassins this is the reason why i don't ever trust impact because that's their problem right there is their booking yeah, look at this. See, like the moment they got before, a hold like, of somebody, the wrestling's good. Mm-hmm. It was and like it, just a second ago. The wrestling's good. That's not good enough. The booking is shit. Because then they do shit like this, and it overrides the good wrestling. You're just getting somebody from the inner circle. You're getting Sammy Guevara. You're getting him in. You're you're, you're in the middle of a hot angle. And what do you want to do? You want to put him in in a version of the decay. You know what I mean? Like out of nowhere. There's no build up, no lead, and it's just gonna be this. It's like the guy made the right move. You know? Like it. It wasn't like. I don't know if you remember this, Rick, but when uh, James Storm had that group, The Revolution, uh-huh. and they would they when like when they had um Sonata join it, it wasn't just Sonata's in the Revolution. It was a process. You don't yeah. just go from Sammy Guevara to Decay. Yeah, and it was, and and joining joining was something you saw on screen. Even that other guy, Mahabali Shiva, when he joined, I remember he held out his hand. I believe he's the one who held out his hand to shake James Stone, and James Stone went and he spit all over. His hand. Yeah. <laughs> like man, hardcore heel, <laughs> you know. But, but uh, you can't just like you can't just do shit just for the pop. Yeah, which so Sammy Guevara. Be a pop impact. Yeah, Sammy Guevara being in that, and it's like, how would that have played out? Because Impact happens on Tuesday. Oh, I see. So these are probably tapings for the future. So. What happened at the end of Dynamite would have led into what happened in the next Impact, probably. I think it would have been awful. Yeah. He didn't leave. If, if he is leaving the stable he's in, it shouldn't be to join another shittier stable. You know, that's not an upgrade right, for st- Sammy Guevara. A stable Guevara. that's returned in a lesser form. That's not an upgrade for Sammy Guevara. That's not an upgrade for the Decay. You know what I mean? And I don't know who that other dude was, but if it's not Abyss, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't have it without Abyss. It's just one of those things that's not going to work. I hate it's, when they try It's crazy to... Steve, Rosemary, and a bull now. You see what I mean? It's like they're going to become like Kiss. You know, the band Kiss, just whoever wears the makeup. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, if it doesn't have those three people, I'm not interested in different versions of this. Rosemary was doing fine by herself, too. Like, they didn't. Anything they've changed with her gimmick, whether it be sticking her with Tyre, humanizing her, having her freaking married, banging Johnny Bravo, like, none of that shit was needed. This is the problem with Impact. They start fucking with shit that doesn't need to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. Rosemary really was fine don't. the way she was after Decay originally split up. Yeah. Stop touching it. Brian Alvarez is quoted as saying, what I can tell you is that there were people who were sympathetic for Sammy Guevara when they heard whatever the idea was. They were like, dude, that was a bad idea. This must be before we heard what the idea was. No, Sammy has, what are you, are you fucking crazy? Sammy has no charisma. Oh, but we're going to put him with the, in a zombie. You see what I'm saying? Even if you, if I agree with you, which I don't. Even without charisma. It's like, so it doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in the angle. Look at that guy. And then put and then just Photoshop Crazy Steve and fucking Rosemary in there. 
They just, it's just a fucking terrible idea. You see, this company is still is still the same old TNA. A thousand times they keep even and even yeah, over. even if he didn't have any charisma, which he oozes it. There's no logical reason to put him with Decay. That does nothing for anybody because nobody's gonna be like, oh, Sammy Guevara's in Decay. They're gonna be like, what the fuck is Sammy Guevara hanging out with crazy Stephen Rosemary for? For those that even remember Decay, and if they do, it's thanks to Matt Hardy. I mean, hey, Decay at least was in the good days. TNA when they had people like the Wolves and fucking Beer Money and all this. He's still in AEW. They're doing the angle. With the, come on, Joe. Come on, now. come on. Now. We'll get to that. Don't worry. We're gonna get to what's happening with that. We're not gonna forget. Um, exactly. But before we do, decay, but... but before we do, he did something interesting on his blog. I don't know if you heard about this. Rather, his vlog. Did you see what he did on his vlog? I did not. Oh well. Oh God. Yeah, you go. Look at that! Wow! That's MJF Award. An MJF Award. What? Heel of the Year. Wow! That's so cool. We got an award. That's so. Oh! 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 Shit! Oh! Shit! Accident! Oh! Fuck! Oh! Oh! No! No! Oh! Oh! Accident! Sorry, Vicky. Oh! Oh my God! It's an accident. Oh! 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 What an asshole. Accident. Oh my god. Accident. I've been reading on my phone and mm-hmm. I have an idea. Can I read something for Oh my god, get out of here, librarian. That was fucking great. <laughs> no charisma. I love how he chucked it down the hallway. Oh, accident. You hear that Ooh. shit bouncing down the hallway. I just love the it didn't start getting funny till the third time he dropped. He goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Accident. Holy shit! That's great. Too funny, dude. Too too funny. Oh my god, that kid! I'm telling you, what, that kid is good. That kid is fun. I've been oh, such a I, downgrade. I have to stick him with fucking decay. No, I totally agree, man. He's he's solid. My god, like even if it would have been the good decay, like just personality, like you for people to understand for a faction to work, all the personalities have to mesh. You imagine him being in a room with Crazy Steve. Do you remember his you first match in AEW? It was uh him and Kip Sabian, right? Uh, Actually, yeah, because they were the first AEW singles match. It was the first AEW singles match, and he was a babyface. They were the first ever AEW singles match. He was a babyface, and before he even had that gimmick, we were all like, wow, this kid is good. It was an incredible first match for AEW. They really started with one of the strongest first matches that we can think of. And then that night, at the very end of the night, he turned heel and joined the inner circle. So before he even had a gimmick, we were already sold on the guy. Yeah. You know, he didn't even need a gimmick with the way he was working. But then they gave him a gimmick, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of one thing that's crazy. Like people for like, I think it, it's sometimes forgotten. Though it's like this kid was in the first match of the first official match for this company, so he's a part of that. He's a part of history forever. Yeah, yeah, and a huge part of it. Like how many? And he's a deserving he, part of it. Yeah, the guy's so athletic. He's so incredible. One of the biggest regrets I had with uh, Lucha Underground shutting down when it did is I wanted to see how far he was going to go because the last thing I remember him doing, he was set to be in a tag team with Sonny Kiss and Eva Lise to go after the trios titles. And I remember that was my pick for the guys who got it, and I feel like he could have done it, but it's so cool to see him getting this. He got this massive chance. Tony Khan and AEW believed in him. And the guy's been nothing but entertaining ever since he's shown up. 
And I can't see a logical reason. And yes, I point out logical reason to disagree with that. Because there isn't any. Like he's probably he's one of the most athletic high flyers I've ever seen in my life. The stuff he does, it's it's like he's literally only limited by his imagination. And then we got that. Mm-hmm. And Impact wanted to put him with Decay. But then again, this is the same company that I say again gave Tommy Dream our world championship match in the main event of a pay per view in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and that's not one of the clips we have here. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. even interested in how that was going to go. I don't think I knew how it was going to go. It's just like you, you're you know, not going like to like filler, what? filler match. You don't put that on a pay per view. Anyway, so here's the decay thing. Let's see what the hell. I mean, I've seen some of this already. Guys, I'm so jealous that I won't be in the ring with you this Saturday at No Surrender. Okay, no. Let's just get this. Okay, so hand comes out. Yeah, you have the rip of Manson music now. Welcome to the High Black Taurus! Shrink, did she say Black Taurus? Who the fuck is this? Was this guy somebody before? I don't know. That is not Taurus from AAA. You know what he looks like? You know what he oh, they said from AAA, really? I love the imagery. Now, that must have been. Aligned with decay. And our dear old Now, that's stupid. Like, what the fuck? George, do you see this, George? <laughs> Fucking with these at the return of Mantar. <laughs> Don't you ever question AEW's decision after fucking Man Tour 2021 This dude's ruined for me even more now. There's no fucking way that this can go on. I cannot watch this anymore. His fucking Man Tour. He's right. Congratulations. That's that's George's only argument. It's not. It is. It is. That is a new age Man Tour. This is like if Man Tour crossed over one of the fucking NPCs in Rise on the Rome. Fucking Mantor remaster, damn it. Coming to us at 60 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> With ray tracing. Does, you guys, we got to find out. Does this, uh, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> I already forgot the fucking Black name. Tor-Rus. Black Taurus. Does, does Black Taurus come with ray tracing? <laughs> like, holy shit. You know what we got to do while he's pulled to the ring? Let's try this. Oh, no. Er, no. <laughs> <laughs> Had to give the nitro. If anyone doesn't have the nitro intermission music when they go to commercial. God. <laughs> this guy looks like he'd be in the undercard in Lucha Underground. What the fuck? Now I need to find that music. Right? It's out there. You know it's out there. Is it? It's gotta be. No, we ain't talking about TJP. We know he retained his fucking title. We're talking about this banana cuckoo nut shit. That's like if I went somewhere to eat the turkey and found worms in there. We're like, but what about the beef? Right. <laughs> no, we talk about this goddamn turkey. Like a TJP exhibition championship. Yeah, he retained. We know. Like, we're good. no, no shock, no shit. Nah, I can't find the song. The song's more interesting than Impact. 
Like that, George. I need you to understand why there's a fucking bull <laughs> on my TV screen right believe, now. I fucking can't believe that it's it's freaking Mantar. Did I share this yet? I, wait, let me. No, I have to share this one. Yeah, George, because the trash is the only thing that ever seems to make it onto this fucking show. Even if you like bulls, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even need to finish that. Let it be there. Let it be a half sentence. But you know what the bad part is, George? Nobody has an animal in it. In even, a if, if, even if you like bulls, explain to me how that's... That's almost as out of place as Sammy Guevara. It's almost like they don't give a fuck who the third person was in the K. It could have been a bull. It could have been a Spanish guy. It could have been whatever. And, and the funny thing is, to, to diffuse George's laws, guess what? We talk about the dumb shit on all these shows. But then Black Taurus shows up. I talk about more dumb shit now than ever before because before it was just WWE and TNA. There was no NXT. And we liked Ring of Honor. Now we that talk is- about dumb shit across the board. It just so happens that this company's been the most consistent with their dumb shit. Like, no matter what era it is, they're like the Jericho of adapting, except just to dumb shit. Because they've had so many incarnations of themselves that all are consistent with dumb shit. That it's, like, amazing. Like, I don't even hate them anymore. Like, I admire this shit. Now, it's incredible to me. It goes to show you could do anything in the world. It doesn't even matter. Like, look at this. They put a bull. They put a guy in a bull thing from, from fucking AAA with the decay. Ironically, it was in AAA. if they would have added Sammy Guevara also... Him and the bull would have had more in common with each other than the fucking actual decay group because at least they're both yeah, Spanish least, people from a Spanish stable, right? From a Spanish and, company. And at least fucking Guevara could have worn the panda thing. It's like he has nothing to do with darkness or anything. It's just a fucking guy in a bull hat with some tattoos. They really just pulled that shit out of the prop box, huh? Oh my god! And I like how everybody was like, "Wow!" Like, who is that? That's that's freaking. This guy's pissing me off now. Matt Stryker. He oversells for this company. Like when he said that this should this will be a day you tell your children about when Kenny Omega first showed up in Impact. No one's going to know what Impact is by then. And if they do, odds are Tommy Dreamer's still going to be in the fucking main event. Right. See, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Like somebody just came and opened like a big bag of M&Ms. You know what the bad part is? Stryker, the only excuse he has is because he did commentary with Vampiro for so many years. He's just like, he's inbreded in that AAA stuff now. Like, he knows who everybody is over there. Can the guy work? I guess we'll take a quick look. What does he do? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, Willie, apparently he does wrestle with the bullhead on. Really reflective of what's in Taurus's soul. Uh, It fits perfectly within Dequette. And on top of all that... Ouch. Jesus. That was the Samoan drop from hell. You saw that shit? He could kill himself with that one. <laughs> you know, the only move where you lose health. Like, what the that's hell? Like the, that's, that's like the fucking Budokai games where you use Vegeta's final atonement and you're down to one HP. Now that move kind of sucks. It's just, a, it's just a like a tornado version of Bronze Slam at the end of the day. Like, yeah, he hooks it'll, the leg, but at the like end a- it's just like, meh. Either right. At least he's strong, right? Yeah. But he wrestles with the fucking bull hat on. Does that bother you? Is it good or bad? That, I don't that, even that know if it's good or bad at this point. Because then you're telling me, oh, I'm wrestling a bull. Like, what? I can't stop covering this company now just because, like, it's so weird. Like, they, they outdo the dumb shit every week. Like, you're waiting for them to hit the ceiling. It's like, nope, they got more. So then they had, this is apparently their interest at the pay-per-view. Let's see if they had a good entrance. All new decay make chilling interest is what they call this one. 
I don't want to hear that bootleg Marilyn Manson shit. Let's just look at the entrance. Literally, because they couldn't even afford to pay Manson anymore. They probably never had to. They had freaking uh, this guy here that was giving them all the music. Remember how great the music was? Yeah, no, they legit had the nobody. So I was like, oh. Billy Corgan was giving them all that music, man. Yeah, I guess you must have pulled in a favor to the Marilyn. They went from having nobody to having nothing. This is so stupid, though. He does not fit in. Like, what? I was a little bit reluctant of having not no abyss there. And then he just added a ball. And we know it was last minute because it was supposed to be Guevara. So we can't even defend them and say that they put thought into this. We know for a fact, an actual fucking fact, that this had to have been added in the last seven days of thought. And you know what the, my biggest problem with this right now? It's not even the bowl for me anymore. For months, we've seen this humanized Rosemary. You don't just back to Demon Rosemary just because Ty is not here anymore. Yeah, they really did. It's just like she just decay, rebooted her. They just, they just hit, they just fucking, they, they popped in fucking disc one and just started over. Like, what? Like, I'm not, forget, I'm not gonna forget I saw this bitch eating apples and bars and shit. Like, no. Oh, the pain. The absolute fucking pain. And then Tommy Dreamer got a world title shot. Well, we at least he didn't win it, you know. That would have been oh, more more impact like. It, it, it wouldn't have shocked me. And this made it onto a pay-per-view. And I'm not saying that either person is a worker, a bad worker. But I'm just saying that this made it onto a pay-per-view. So this is apparently Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. So they just they, they brought fucking Ryder and Hawkins. Basically, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, former best friends in WWE, former tag team, now enemies with different names. I guess I'll put this on. I'm starting to regret um, this. (laughs) I'm going to look for a specific thing, but no. If the tags are made, it's Myers against Cardone. Why does he have a fucking eye patch? Oh, and they have Hernandez? Is that Hernandez? Who else is that on the ground? Hernandez and Oh and Eddie Edwards? What the fuck? Left Cardona. On the move, takes Hernandez off the apron now. Cardona off knees to the face, send Myers back through. Cardona filling in the space with a beautiful drop kick. Getting rid of Hernandez again is Matt Cardona. Incredibly athletic. Cordona's flying around like a whirling dervish. He's everywhere at once. Look at him go. Close in the corner. Wait, he's setting him up. He's setting him up. Oh, radio. Boots straight there. We don't need the whole two minutes, right? You get the general idea. No, no. He went in there and ran wild. Yeah. And see, George just proved my point right there. He's like, Tommy Dreamer never wins. So why does he have a world title shot to make for a pay-per-view? Their pay-per-view has Zack Ryder versus Kurt Hawkins. You know? I'm just going to keep going back there. Anytime he says anything for the rest of the night in their defense. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and Tommy Dreamer got a world title shot. Zack Ryder and Chad Hawkins. (laughs) And when that one runs out, Tommy Dreamer world title. Matt Cardona and Chad Myers. (laughs) Chad Myers. (laughs) Oh, my God. Chad Myers. Holy shit. Unbelievable. There's an X Division Championship match. Do I care? And Mantar. Let's not forget about Mantar. <laughs> TJP won. That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know. Well, because it has TJP, I do want to look a little bit at the clips here. This is me watching shit for the first time. His opponent from Los Angeles. No, 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 no. None of that his opponent shit. Let's get the, uh, well, he gets Pearl Harbor there. And then we get into the match. 
A lot of it happens on the outside. When the fuck do they get into the ring? Around here. Let's hurry up. Let's get some work here. Who's the other dude? That was a uh, Rohit Raju, the former champion. Who? Rohit Raju. Oh yeah, they did have that guy. Who's actually the champion. Yeah. Of course, it was amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, it's fucking X Division guys. DJP's there more importantly. I mean, why wouldn't it be amazing? They had Rohit who drew. Into the waiting arms of Shira. <laughs> oh, and there's Mahabali Shira. Down goes the big man. You see oh, remember him? Did he still wiggle his fingers? Man, oh man, TJP. Remember that? He used to like a little wiggling finger dance. Yeah. And can you ever forget Rinka King? Is nope. TJP's Unfortunately, I cannot. Compete. What does the referee <laughs> do there? He, he rules it. What, a champion unable to compete. And the... I remember Scott Steiner walking out there and looking at those girls like he wanted to fuck all of them. Remember that? I'm scaring the fans and shit. Walked up to the belly dance and was just looking them up and down. Want to come back there with the big bad booty daddy? <laughs> I gotta lick you one of these days to this thing of that guy you showed me that did the fucking essay reels uh video. <laughs> he did a whole thing on all of Rinka King. It's fucking magical. Oh yeah, I'm gonna oh, have to see that. I gotta find it for you. Oh my god. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, we gotta link some oh. of that stuff in here. The, 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 the fucking fat eight year old still kills me. Good lord. This little one you like of course it's a good extra They had Roji Raju. I'm sure it was an amazing match. I mean, everyone has amazing yeah. matches. We've been over this already. I'm looking for some amazing booking to go on my matches. Right. It's just their decisions that overshadow the amazing matches. Yeah, like having a bull in decay. You can have amazing matches all day, but when you put a bull in decay and put Tommy Dreamer, who never wins the main event with a world championship match, I kind of don't care that much about the matches at that point. Somebody should do one of those you haven't had a Snickers memes and have oh the God. bull that used to hang out with Epico and Primo eat a Snickers and become that guy. <laughs> Better? Better. You stupid. Remember that little bowl? That's who this guy looks like, right? Doesn't he look like the same guy? Like we could just say, dude, you um that's a, you know another meme. I'm gonna tell my kids that this is that this is that guy all grown up. Oh my god, you know you, you know, know, you know what I'm gonna tell my kid, kids El Torito. You know those I'm gonna tell my children memes that are going viral yes. on Facebook I'm gonna do one of those. I'm gonna put that fucking guy I'm gonna tell my kids this is El Torito grown up. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god oh man i oh, wish yeah. there was somebody i could try that on. i'm thinking of what casual friends i have who have seen el torito before <laughs> just have it on the background who's that oh you don't remember el torito oh, he grew up god. this is like gohan <laughs> after the cell games <laughs> oh, shit. this is him with seven years of training Seven years training the bull, the bull hat grew with him. <laughs> <laughs> How about Trey Miguel versus Josh Alexander? Yeah, I skipped that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already, that, that, that guy that didn't come to NXT versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, I already have my fill of the rascals, and I and I and I um, I've already I already have a Jay White that doesn't have blue hair. Right. ODB though returned. She was one of my favorites, so she has a match. You can see the ODB here. So with the ODB and uh. And uh, Jordan Grace against uh, Diana Perazzo and what is it? I'm not sure what the fuck we're looking Oh, Kimberly. Yeah, she was Abby Lath in the in the. Um, I like her, Abby Lath. She was she's um, she's Kimberly. She was Abby Lath in the May Young Classic. Great announcement, by the way. 
And Sue Young's out there, yeah, of course. She's Susan. She's regular now, right? Kind of like the brand. Jordan Grace being contained in the corner of. Guess being generous, calling her regular. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, variety and body types in the women division. Yeah, it's a whole mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Nothing wrong with that. And they they yeah. work okay. And it, yeah, ODB is great. I can't believe it was time for the ODB stuff. There we go. Come on. Oh shit! She rips her sleeves off. Now she looks better. Look at that. She fixed your fashion. That's how Sue Young looks in her regular form. Yeah, I just prefer just Sue Young. She's married to Rich Swan, right? Mm-hmm. How come he doesn't have a different form? <laughs> Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega hadn't given him permission yet. Susan, there's too many people with alter and, egos, and, and, and then she has her other alter ego, Susie. Are you are you serious? Yes. You better be. You better be working. Susie came not before be two, Susan. There better not be two fucking things. Yes, there are. There right? are Susie, Sue Young, and Susan. Seriously? I shit you not. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Omega Buck Two K. Thank you for the follow. That was on Twitch too. Imagine that. Yeah. Show us some love on Facebook too. It's popping over there too. Yeah. Thank you for the follow. Love everywhere. I think Mojo Riley should be the WWE champion. <sighs> Why not, right? I mean, fuck it. He's DL- he, he apparently qualifies as DLC now. So. He, w- he was DLC, yeah. That used to be for people like Austin and Ultimate Warrior. And- <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're booing that, like, if the guy was serious. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Well, hey, he got George. So. Oh, boy. Anyway, we got to finish this impact stuff so we could get on to AEW. As much as it's going to hurt George... We can't, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Uh, can't do this any longer, man. Losing brain cells as we fucking speak. So the last thing before we move on away from Impact, which we have to do, we do it every week, is we have to talk about Tony Khan. Yeah, <laughs> I love the how that gets, that, that's the pop for you because that's the only thing on this show I give a shit about. Because it's somebody who actually matters on this show. The following announcement is paid for by All Elite Wrestling. We are at TIAA Bankfield, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm with the owner of the Jags and the owner of All Elite Wrestling, Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, in recent weeks, we have seen Impact arrive at Dynamite, AEW Dynamite. And just last week, we saw Kenta of New Japan Pro Wrestling attack John Moxley. Fans have been talking about the Forbidden Door now being open with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tell me, Tony, what's the Forbidden Door? I thought you'd never ask, Tony. I'm so glad you asked. Because everywhere I go, people have been asking me for months, Tony, when are you going to open the Forbidden Door? When is New Japan going to come to AEW? And I kept telling them, I don't know where the Forbidden Door is. I don't know what it is. And then I figured it out. All along. The Forbidden Door was me. I'm the Forbidden Door. I just had to open myself. And that's, that's come from being here with you, Impact Wrestling, doing these paid ads. I've learned so much about myself. And I've opened myself up to new experiences. And look at all the great things that have happened. We did seems a great like rating here. for Dynamite this week. With Impact people there, we had people from New Japan. Who knows who's going to be there next week? One thing I do know is that the Forbidden Door has been opened. And I can't wait for this week's main event. Tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite. One of the biggest matches ever on Dynamite. Falls count anywhere, anything goes. Tomorrow night on TNT, the TNT Championship on the line. Darby Allen defends against the bad boy, Joey Janela. 
Chris Jericho and MJF will look to shut the acclaim up. The American Nightmare Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson take on pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Pack goes one-on-one with the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth. Yours truly will have a special interview with Sting. The Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament will kick off on the U.S. side when legit Layla Hirsch takes on Thunder Rosa. And then the main event tomorrow night, Falls Count Anywhere, Anything Goes, the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Kenta team up to take on the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion John Moxley and Lance Archer. And before tomorrow night's main event, Kenny, I just have to say to you, thank you. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Don Callis. Nobody ever expected me to say that, but thanks to you two and everything you've done in AEW, you've opened me up, you've changed me, and you've opened the forbidden door. You've opened me up to these new experiences, and I love it. I want to do more big ratings. I want to have more people show up. Let's do this every week. I can't wait for tomorrow night. And Impact, since you're the ones that started this whole thing, I got something special for you. I'm going to show you the forbidden door swings both ways. I'll be back in Nashville sooner rather than later. So enjoy the rest of your show, Impact, and try to get some sleep tonight. It's Wednesday Night Dynamite, 8 o'clock, 7 Central, tomorrow night, and only on TNT. That's awesome. He's such a heel. It never gets, it never stops being funny. It's almost as funny as George is failed to try to rip on him in the chat, but yeah. That's his business. I don't even know how that would be an insult. Right. He swings both ways, but still doesn't have a fucking bull on his show, so, uh, I'm just saying, fucking. Yeah, you got motherfuckers into bestiality over there. Impact just responded with a bull. Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Um, You guys got Japanese stars? We got livestock. Anything else you guys want to talk about about the results? No titles change hands, so there's not even any point in having to torture ourselves with this shit. At this point, it's like, yeah, move on. (laughs) So Dynamite is Wednesday. No, no, there's still still important stuff. Just not with their roster. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so there was this big announcement. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Binge is coming. See, look at that. More people Run your that are, tag titles. New Japan needs some more. More people that are more over than who they started with. More people more over than everybody on their fucking roster. Yeah. I mean, I've watched all of Dave Finley and Juice Robinson's matches, even when they were young boys. Right. Been watching Juice since he was fucking CJ Parker. Well, he's like, George, is Impact your favorite promotion, you think? <laughs> I feel like calling their promotion at this point is kind of generous, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they have good people. There. There's no one there I dislike. I don't like the booking. Everyone there I've always supported in PWG and in Evolve and everywhere they've gone in FWE. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, it's just a company. It's kind of shitty. They do dumb shit. Like, you have a great roster and do dumb shit. That just kind of kills everything that's great about your roster. Yeah, it does. No, George, people don't overlook them. They're just tired of them doing stupid shit, like fucking having their whole roster hit their finish on AJ Styles and then kicking them out of the company. Well, that's why we, we tend to bring attention to things that are overlooked here, whether they're good or bad. But who's your favorite, George? If, I thought it was Impact, actually. Yeah, that's, that, that's, I'm, I'm curious now. For me, if like, we're talking shit. American right now, it's NXT. 
it's questionable whether or not I like them more than New Japan, but probably. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah, well, we're not talking about AEW. Which one is your favorite? <laughs> Under NXT would probably be SmackDown. I've still always been a big SmackDown guy. I kind of feel like they kept Paul Heyman's vision even all these years after he's been gone. Yeah, SmackDown has been great. How can you not like R.H.? I mean, I don't have I love watching. how he's still not saying what his favorite company is. It's got to be Impact. <laughs> he said NXT and New Japan. Okay. You could have just left R.O.H. out of the conversation then. <laughs> no, R.H. Um, I, mean, like, I haven't watched them in about favorite? four or five weeks, but honestly, like R.H. episodes are two matches a week usually. The episodes are like what forty five, forty minutes sometimes. You can yeah, let you can those usually, pile you up. Can, you can you can miss quite a bit of ROH and then just binge and catch up. That's what I usually do. For anyone who doesn't, whenever a big pay per view comes forward, I don't talk about them a lot because it's not necessary. A lot of it is just matches and outcomes, you know. But when we get to a pay per view, I'll literally I could binge watch the entire weeklies of all the months as a pay per view almost, and then be ready. So right. I, you know, I have like four or five ROHs. If nothing big comes up next week, we may cover. It's always time here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I got like two, three, maybe four at the most, but you but got yeah. Juice Robinson and the impact zone. Good so does that him. mean he's in contention for a world championship too? Because apparently they just hold those fucking things out. You know how many times I've heard people over the years say that Ring of Honor's dead because they don't have this person, they don't have that person, and they just rebuild right. and come back with more people. That's what they do, man. They still have the Briscoes, aka that team that's only been there since day one. Jay Lethal, one of the most successful world champions. They resurrected the pure title. Like, like I tell you, yeah, something like, like if ROH is dead, holy shit, there's some companies out there, they might as well be dead and buried. <laughs> Yo, I love how dramatic the music is in Ring of Armor. And I, am I the only person who loves the music? Like the intro or just like the intro in and like when the, what's the name of the girl who does the talking now? Is it, uh, fuck her name. I forgot her name. But that's some dramatic honor music, man. Let me see if I could bring it up here. And then I think about ROH when it comes to like shit. No, keep going, keep going. Well, oh, okay. I say like when it comes to like shows with like opening vignettes. Yeah, they've always been one of my favorites, and the way their pay per view opening packages come out too. Yeah, like she actually makes me hyped for the uh for the pay per views. And what I really like with ROH, even in their weekly openings, especially when they talk about like honor lives, you see they always pay homage to their past. You know, there's been it's been a long time since the company's actually made me excited for like whatever the show is here. You know? Yeah, true that. Yeah, here it is. Like her little thing in the beginning, she's really good. She's good at the way she delivers it and just the way it's presented, the music and everything. Is Shane Taylor Promotions face off with foundation members Tracy Williams, Jay Lethal, and Jonathan Gresham. As a result of pre-travel testing and strengthened COVID-19 protocols, in conjunction with the Maryland State Athletic Commission, Bandito and Flamita did not appear at Final Battle, where they, along with Ray Oris, were set to defend their six-man championships against Shane Taylor and SOS. The ROH Board of Directors made the decision to award Warned Shane Taylor and SOS the belts due to forfeit. Let's go back to when I informed Shane Taylor promotions of that news. I'm Quinn McKay backstage at Ring of Honor. Yeah, their name. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, love their backstage stuff, their interviews, the, the production that goes on. And it's not overdone like the Lucha stuff was for me, like where, where it feels just good enough. You yeah. know? Really solid company, though, man. Really oh, solid. Yeah. He's not Charlie Caruso. Why? Because she's not fucking everybody? Or was that the other one? And that might have been the oh, no, one. that was but Kayla, then, right? Or Kayla. Yeah. But who says she wants to be? She wants to be her. Charlie didn't get me that hype. Every time you hear about Kayla, she's dating somebody else, right? Yeah. One of the two of them. <laughs> I'm not even sure to one anymore. That's so sad. 
<laughs> Another person that's going to be coming to Impact Wrestling and to AEW. This isn't just one place. It is two places. Did you hear who this is? Holy shit. It will rain in AEW. Yep, because Black Rain, Dustin himself. No, I'm kidding. Okada! Yeah, he's going to be in AEW, and he's also going to be in Impact, and hopefully they don't make him into Samoa Joe sidekick again. Remember that when he was Okada? At this point, and he was the Green Hornet character? At, at, at this point, the second he walks in that door, Impact should just hand him the world title as compensation. Yeah, we even forget what you fuckers did. No, we never will. But on a more positive note, the pop when he shows up in AEW. That's going to be awesome. Like, understand, people, this is it's a guy, he's synonymous with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. They damn near had to kill him to get it off of his last championship run. He has probably, he, his entrance music to this day still gives me goosebumps. And it's like, it's one of the most over human beings on the fucking planet. So the yeah. fact that he's a part of this crossover is massive. Well, that's one thing that I always have to give Impact credit for. They're excellent at masking how little talent they have by letting everyone be outsourced. Almost no one in Impact yeah. ever have a contract, and if they ever do, it's a short contract. Like, there are people who have gone on vacations, and their their time has been longer on their vacations in Hawaii than Impact contracts. Sometimes Impact contracts are, like, for a taping. Right. That shit, that shit is like you're being hired by a temp agency. Yo, you remember how how short a time fucking Rikishi was there? No, I do not. He, he had. I must have missed I mean, that episode. He he, <laughs> he he had like not even ten matches. I'll oh never forget. God. I'll never forget it because he at the time near like he feuded with Bobby Roode for like a match and a half, and <laughs> they call it Wrestle Temp. Support because he Wrestle Temps. He, he couldn't for the life of him, of him remember Robert Roode's name. So he called him like Bobby Rude, Rick Rude, the word for word. Bobby Rude, Rick Rude, whatever that jabroni's name. Very <laughs> Yo, classy of him. Fuck what he would do. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Oh my god! But yeah, like that—that's huge. I that, I almost didn't believe it when I heard O'Connor was gonna be was gonna be a part of this, but that is massive. And this is kind of what I figured. This is what we all kind of figured would happen when Kenta showed up. It's like now that door is wide open, so God knows who's gonna walk through it. Yeah, no. The, the, and, like, the door was called the forbidden and door. And if Okada's down to do this, who knows who else is showing up? Exactly. All right, and now that finally brings us to Dynamite, which I'm just going to skim over things because we have a poll to do tonight, folks, for this Sunday's Elimination Chamber, which we'll be in the chat room for. Anyway, Dynamite, we had an AEW TNT title match of Darby Allen against Joey Janela. I <laughs> that's all I really have to say about that. Yeah. What about you? I mean, hey, th- I, I like this match because stylistically they're different from each other. But I mean, I guess, I guess Joey's been on a roll in AEW Dark, so they were like, fuck it, title shot. But uh, yeah, Darby, not surprisingly, after a hard-hitting match, goes over with the coffin drop. Yeah. And here right now, that was probably the best part of Darby's night because it got worse from here. Yeah, let me actually bring that uh, up on the screen. May as well, since we're here, right? Yeah. I'm so dumb with days this night. This motherfucker's that you have a main event star sick call wrestle tips <laughs> you just saw that she wrote that <laughs> i didn't see it at first because i was on my ew tab that is awesome motherfucker you better make that shit into a shirt it I sounds like the kind of commercial you would hear during ring of honor ironically 
Doesn't it? Because you remember Ring, Ring of Honor used to have the weirdest commercial. Remember like, Super Beta Prostate Man? All I ever get is this Beta Prostate and the fucking Wrestle Temps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's man. see right now. Paul Brooks ever starts doing off branded like shit. We need to start doing Wrestle Temps. Joey Janela looks like shit, by the way. Do you see this? This is him looking like shit. You know, this is him not looking good. He looks like James Storm or Tommy Dreamer right now. Yeah, he really does. They look. I love Darby. Looks so solid, man. Darby is so quick. Yeah, I tell you right now, we always talk about the fact that Darby's damn near indestructible and reckless as all hell. But we gotta forget this dude is really good in the ring. Everything from his mannerisms, the way he moves his body, as we can see from there, the bumps he takes. Excellent in the ring. Look at that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like at least Joey knows how to throw his big body around, right? Okay, see, this one thing. Despite the shape he is, which he does need to get in better shape, it's still fucking fearless Joey Janela. I think I actually, um, I passed by it the other day and when I'm watching it through uh, YouTube and uploaded, I guess, part one and two of All In. And I watched that three-way between Darby, Joey, and Jimmy Havoc. And I was like, yeah, those that's, that's a dangerous little match to have right there because neither of them are scared to get hurt. See, for me, with, with a body like Joey, like, like, like Joey Janela, it's not even... I'm not particular. It's not even about getting in shape so much as it is about him just picking one shape and committing to it. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like if he was just that all the time, he'd just be like, okay, that's, that's true. It's not that he's out of shape. It's that we're out of shapes to contribute to his form. <laughs> Stupid. You know, there's only, but so many, you got your circles and your squares and your rectangles and your triangles, you know? And after a while, it's like, all right, we're out no, of shape. I don't know. George, I don't know if you know how crack works. It doesn't make you fat. Write it down. We're out of shapes. In case you George is the graphic. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Anything else that we want to talk about or put on the screen from this match that you care about? Because otherwise, I'm good. Yeah, that was it. Fantastic. What else did we have? We had Guevara backstage. Sammy Guevara accusing MJF of wanting to take over the inner circle. MJF in turn accusing him back. And he gets him to say the words. It's almost like when The Rock tricked McFoley into saying, I quit. But Guevara realizes he's being taped because he blatantly tells him. So he winds up slamming the phone. Uh, yeah, here we go. Bring this up. Chris Jericho. I think you hate his guts. I think you hate the fact that you have to play second fiddle to him. You feel you should be the front man, front and center. Sammy Guevara, I think you're upset because you want to take over the inner circle. <laughs> right, right. Okay, Max, you figured me out. I'm trying to take over the inner circle, right? I hate Chris Jericho. Right, is that what you want to hear? Actually, Sammy, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. Hey, what are you doing, man? That's my phone. Are you recording me? What are you nuts? What are you doing? Oh! Yeah, that was one of the hardest dick punches I've seen. And I'm like, <laughs> Hard times. That was the truth. That he dick punched the shit out of him. He sure did. We get back to that later because we have a tag team match. Caesar Banani. My Banani has a first name. It's C E Z A R. <laughs> I just made I'm that so up. I'm glad you remembered that bit. <laughs> I didn't realize the C E Z A R would work that way. But yeah, great. Mm. Anyway, Caesar Banani and Peter Alvillan against the Nightmare Family of Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. <laughs> Which they which they did sign Lee Johnson to a full-time contract, so he is officially all elite. Which is stupid. He's part of the Nightmare family, right? How did you find out he was part of the Nightmare family? When they announced he was part of the Nightmare family? When did they announce it? 
I, I, I didn't know until Impact. I didn't know until uh, Dynamite. Well, I'll tell you when they announced it. It was on Cody Rhodes' Twitter. He went, Lee Johnson, and he named somebody else because they're jobbers. I don't know. But it was like, Lee Johnson and Jobber B are part of the Nightmare family. Welcome them. And that was it. And I just remember thinking, that's just a weird way to have a stable. Like, first of all, the Nightmare family doesn't make much sense as it is. Like, I get to some of these people are your friends. You got DDP out there. You got fucking your dog, Arn Anderson, who Dusty most of the time fought the horsemen because they were heels. And uh, I don't know. It's just so weird. And then at one point it was MJF. You know what I mean? It's like the fucking Nightmare thing is weird. But now we have this guy. You could have brought him in with an angle of some sort. But it's just kind of like, here it is on Twitter. Welcome him. And we don't know why, though. You know what I mean? Like, the first time I see them, they shouldn't have already become a stable. He shouldn't, like, especially since he's new. It would be one thing, at least with DDP and those guys, as people we know, so we can kind of connect the dots, even though we shouldn't have to. But with this, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, Lee Johnson. So yeah, out here. Yeah, he's there. Welcome. It's just, uh, and I don't remember who the other guy is, but apparently one day he's just going to come walking on the ramp with them. It's just going to be another guy. Anyway, uh, Cody Rhodes actually got injured in this match, huh? Yeah, he got hurt. Do we know the extent of this injury? I hear Arn reported on it. Arn has a show or something he reported on it with. Yeah, um, I haven't heard specifically what the injury was, but it looked like something something torn. Let's have a look at what this thing. I've never seen this before. Arn, when Cody was making his way to the ring tonight, he shook hands with somebody who looked quite familiar. Well, there's a reason for that. That would be my son, Brock, who is... I'm proud to say, working his way into a position to be considered coming to work with AEW. And uh, he was out there paying some dues and, and watching the show and enjoying the show and just doing some of the things that, that you need to do in AEW. We all got few jobs. And uh, he was being considered. He had a tryout, and he did well. And, uh, you know, he had a good match and uh, with John. Skyler, and I have to commend him because he's as responsible as Brock is almost. But Brock's going to pay his dues like anybody would. He's going to go through all the trials and tribulations that anybody would to break in this business because it's an honor to be in this business and certainly in this company. So wish him luck, if you would, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But he's going to get that opportunity now we get to the match, which nobody saw really. Cody dinged his shoulder up pretty early on, and it handicapped him for the last half of the match. He did fight through it, and Lee Johnson now is going to take the flag and stick it right in the middle of the ring. He got his first victory, and that may not mean a lot to some people, but this kid, I got the backstory from Tony Khan, and it came right from the horse's mouth. Back when this pandemic started and a lot of the talent couldn't be here and they couldn't travel, that kid was the first one here just asking for a chance, just for an opportunity week after week after week after week. And then you started to see this kid's got talent. Not only is he see, driving in here from this God should have been on the main show. how far away. This actually makes sense as to why he's there. Now. See what wasn't I mean? any plane tickets or anything yeah. like that. I mean, he drove here. He was here all day long until the last person left at night, and it was all because he had something to show, and the kid does have talent. I watched him tonight up close, tremendous aerial, whatever you want to call it, razzmatazz, beautiful <laughs> offense. Razzmatazz. 
And I talked to him after the match, after getting that first big win, and I said, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice for tonight. Guys like you, I have to know two things about as a consumer. You're not going to get punked out, and you ain't going to stay down unless you're unconscious. And that's what I took from Lee. Lee's going to take some grooming. He's going to take some coaching. But I tell you what, to have lost 29 matches in a row and walk up smiling because he had an opportunity to tag with Cody Rhodes, and it wasn't about the me, me, me syndrome that we see a lot of times. I'm so glad he was in that scenario where he could get that first big win. And guess what? I'm going to spend some time with Lee Johnson. I'm going to devote some time and some knowledge to Lee Johnson. Remember that name because you're going to be hearing it again and again and again. And it's on him to make our time together beneficial, pay off, and launch him to a different stratosphere. And I think we can do that. Thanks, Arn, And best of luck to Cody. Yeah, so that should have been in the main show. Yeah, I threw that in there at some point. Either before or after the match. I mean, honestly, it's on Anderson. They could have just been like, why is that guy there? Oh, Arn says he's good. That would have been enough for me. But they didn't even give us that. And yeah, I, I did read George. I was aware that he's Cody's student. But again, but that doesn't mean that backstory kill can't work. It, it was still it, that wasn't even in the tweet. Exactly. We're supposed to know. You I know why? Feel like it's, could, a part of the, it's a part of it's the part of the story nobody really needs to know. But I just feel like that could have been presented on the main show a little bit better. Yeah, especially when trying to get the young guys over like that, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Did I share the iron thing? Probably not. Let's get the no. bot to drop that shit out there. But yeah, Stasis does make a good point as well. A better thing to do. And it would also justify getting some of these guys in here. Rename it the Nightmare Camp because family is really personal. Like, yeah. If you have it like a camp, it kind of makes getting people in there a little easier. They're becoming like Vin Diesel and Fast and Furious with the family shit. Oh, Jesus. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the day Cody comes out and says, we're family, I swear to you, I quit the show. <laughs> I always I would see other Joe saying that shit now. We're family. <laughs> you know what's more the most important thing is family, family. <laughs> we gotta stop doing that shit i swear to god oh god anyway uh the finish to this i can't even believe i forgot but lee johnson pins peter avalon yeah rolls him up roll up roll him up roll him up roll him up he fruit rolled him up sure did yeah i know i know you, you give it to me give it to me i know it's coming what Man, a long way for a joke, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I actually forgot that we even had that button. Man, we haven't hit that in a long time. Where do yeah, we keep that at? Oh, yeah, right here on the top. Mommy went a long way for a joke, don't you think? Yeah, I, 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 I earned it. Singles match. Pac being accompanied by Ray Phoenix and Ryan Nemeth, a.k.a. Ryan Ziggler. Finished being Black Arrow into the Brutalizer. And that's pretty much all she wrote. Yeah. Poor Ziggler trolled his brother on Twitter, too. That was funny. Mm-hmm. He well, they they tagged him in a tweet of him getting tapped out, and he said, "Never tag me in anything like this again." I think is what he said, right? Yes, like that. The acclaimed. Before we go into the acclaimed, I believe the day before Dynamite, they released a new music video. Did you know about that? I did not, but damn, these boys busy. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not really particularly excited about it. It's the John Cena gimmick all over again. Let's see what the hell this is. Except nobody's out there going, boof, yeah, girl. I become, I become, I become. 
Oh, I no. become, I become, I become. Uh. Anthony, Max, what seems to be troubling you? Dr. Kelby, what have we become? Now that we betrayed everyone we've ever loved, we, we pushed them all away. And I can't remember the lyrics to Judas. Mm. Well, the only way you two will get through this is if you get through it together. <gasps> oh. Just picture it. Us. Together. together. Hey. What the fuck? It's the acclaimed. Welcome to the dinner date, Bonaire. Do this in my mind and I think I'm gonna yawn. Hey, it's the acclaimed with another hit song. So we cut and sing along short like it's last week. Right before I left, little Max in a trash heap. Beat him badly with the KO. Beat him so quick like he Jose Canseco. The acclaimed, yo, it ain't no thing. When we beat in a circle, the bell gon' ring. A ding ding, a ding ding, ding ding, ding ding, hey, ding ding, what the fuck, ding ding, yeah, yeah. Jericho, leadership skills you are lacking. Got the foundation of your little group cracking. Sammy cares more about his vlog than the crew, Chris. I'm the plug, and you should go acoustic. Turn it down to the subtitles. Your confidence is misplaced like your world title. I beat MJF oh. on the big stage. Yeah. Let me give your hand a little kiss, I babe. I leave a bitter taste. Yeah. You two are so narcissistic. You took a camera crew on a dinner date. It's okay. Make jokes. Keep singing. We are the acclaimed and we keep their heads ringing. A ding ding. A ding ding. A ding ding. A ding ding. That was fucking weird. I can't say I dislike it though. Yeah, it sounds like something I'd listen to. But yeah, that was that was interesting. I love the shot at Jericho misplacing the world title though. Because I forgot about that shit. Another thing that should have been on the main show. It has personality these guys, and it's better than the raps they do when they come down to the to the fucking ring with that annoying beat. That boom, 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 boom. I cringe when I fucking come. I want to kill them. <laughs> I wonder if they chose that shit because they knew how annoying it was going to be. Yeah, it makes you hate them. It really does. I guess it's successful. Yeah, we're not supposed to like. We're not supposed to like heels. So mm-hmm. it's accomplished. By the way, did you know? Uh, apparently, this news story came. I says that uh, Anthony Bowens' boyfriend, Michael Pavano, tweeted out to wish the acclaimed the best and then mjf uh threw some salt at him I heard he said he said i guess you remember our names after tonight because chris and i will be the reason you you have to serve your boyfriend steak through a straw because he he basically said that good luck tonight against some guy but then again mjf been throwing salt forever so it's a that shit killed me when on Valentine's Day. He was like, "You're all gonna die alone." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I didn't know that Anthony Bowen had a had a boyfriend. I'm glad they didn't make that the gimmick, you know? Right. Like it was just like, all right, he has a boyfriend. Cool. It's not gonna be a thing. Right. So very solid. Anyway, what else do we got going on on this card? We have a tag team match. Let's get the little bit of the bubbly off the screen. The acclaimed, which is why we talked about that going into it. Against the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF with Jake Hager, Ortiz, Wardlow, and Santana at ringside. Finish being Inner Circle going over, obviously, but that's really not the big story here. The big story here is no, what no, happens no, no. afterwards with Sammy Guevara. He uh, he joins the Decay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
no, if, no. if everything we said earlier. That's what it would. He actually been. values his career. That would have been what would happen. But anyway, I'll bring it up on the screen. Share it to you in the chat room. Blah 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 blah. What's the problem here, man? You come out five minutes late. Then I hear you punch Max in the stomach. No reason. You're smashing his phone. What's wrong with you? What's the, what's the problem? Huh? Chris, what? I told you. I told you December 9th, 2020, right here on Dynamite. If one more thing happened with him, that I was done. And so I'm out here to tell you, I'm done. What do you mean that you're done? What do you mean? I mean I'm done. I mean I quit the inner circle. Sammy Guevara was one of the foundational members of the yes, inner circle. Absolutely. And at one time, very close to Chris Jericho. And he's walking out. You know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get more on this. Can we get Alex Marvez or somebody to talk to him as he's walking out? Very upset is Chris Jericho. I like how right. Jericho's in control. I think though. rightfully so. Right, that was his buddy. Oh, he, he tweeted something like he, he can't say that he didn't see this coming, but he's still shocked that it happened. Right. Uh, other bullet points. Taz takes Darby Allen away in a fucking body bag. Well, first of all, let's stick with this for a minute because that's not even as important. What do you think with the Guevara thing? Because we said we were going to talk about this a little bit. So as much as we didn't want it to happen, the one thing that I do like about it because it felt different to me, it wasn't the typical way you see somebody be removed from a faction. Usually we see... Something happens, they make some kind of a mistake, the group turns on them, fucks them up, and then that's their exit. So it's kind of interesting to see we see a case where it's like somebody willingly left of their own accord. Yeah, but does this mean the inner circle is split up? Will they stay with MJF? Do you think he'll eventually turn oh, on Oh, yeah, Jericho? I mean, yeah, when it comes to the rest of the inner circle, there's no, like, it's not going to be, it's like, I don't think it's going to be, like, next week another one falls off, and then after that, I think this was just, like, a Sammy thing. But if he thought, but if MJF is planning on taking over the inner circle, then he would probably jump Jericho out of it. I feel like it, I feel like if that's what he's going for, or not, because I feel I only know I only know if it would one hundred percent be he's taking over the inner circle as much as Sammy. I guess was the only one he couldn't butter up, so he wanted to get that one person out. But then the the whole point of Guevara doing all the I know what you're doing shit week after week would make no sense if it was that MJF actually wasn't going to take over the inner circle you know yeah but then again i guess because they've never got along since like you've never even been any when you're near near getting along of course that's what sammy would think you know to me it would make more sense for the angle to be that eventually he does take over and jericho winds up on the out and then sammy and him have to team up yeah yeah i think if you if if that's where they're going definitely because they could ride that for a while like they could slowly build up that for a good long time and then have to be after all that time sammy was right like, for the record, I don't want none of it. But if we're going to do something, that's the way that I want it to go. Right. Like, I think they should just stay the inner circle for a while. It's more impactful yeah. when you have something last long and then break up like that. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that's what it is. I think the Sammy thing was going to happen early on, but we're still going to have the inner circle for a while. Because there's, so, there's, for one thing, there's so many of them. There's, what, like seven guys in there now? Mm-hmm. 
Sure. So it's like that's a, that's a faction you could make last a long time. And at this point in time, Sammy was the only one that had that real still like issue issue with MJF. Yeah, exactly. So so he's he's still in with the rest of them enough to where that faction's still going to be around for a while. Yeah, it'll definitely make for an interesting feud, that's for sure. Yeah. So like I said before, Taz takes Darby Allen. Taz and its company take him away in a body bag. Because only Darby will let you do shit. The other funny thing is, I remember you saying once that like Marco stunts like the Spike Dudley of the generation. I feel like that's Darby. Yeah, but Darby wins. Yeah, but Darby will also let you do anything to him. Mm-hmm. They yeah, drug he, him away in a truck on a body bag. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he seems to always get dragged away in body bags. But yeah, they did that. Which the is body weird. Bags become his thing. They talk about how, and this is another thing. I'm tired of off-camera stuff. So they kidnapped Marco Stunt last week, and then this week they were like, thankfully he's okay. What happened? Like, how did he get free? What did they kidnap him for? Did they get something out of it? You see what I mean? Like, what happened? Yeah, like, like did, did officials get to him? Like, was that resolved on Twitter, too? <laughs> you know, it's fucking just weird, man. Like I said, it just feels to me like a lot of stuff gets lost and diluted, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just so much going on that not everything makes it to the show. And a lot of the time, the important shit is left out. And the only reason people like us find value in things we do and and devalue the things that we don't is because we're seeing it from that really, really giant perspective of everything. You know? Final Flash! Thank you, Nicotina. Nicotinac. Thank you so much for liking the stream. Give me a sec here, guys. Just looking through our, our our Tron to see what else I wanted to put up there. We're live and I do all the controls, so you gotta got have patience. Yeah, bear with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is what I wanted to bring up. So you got. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, of all things. Ooh, that's. Ooh. Sorry about that, guys. We had a sound. Caught up with the world champion Kenny Omega on the golf course of all. Places. Yeah, it's Kenny Omega golfing. This was so funny, Kenny. Sorry, sorry to is interrupt. That, is that who I think it is? Alex Marvez. Yeah. At the golf course. Look, enough. No talking. And, and not when I'm golfing, okay? So you just sit back and you watch this shot. Huh? Oh, look at that, huh? <laughs> okay, what is it? Get, get off your chest. Get off your chest, Marvez. Ken, what, what are you doing out here? I mean, tonight. In the main event of Dynamite. Isn't it obvious? You and a guy who may not even like you in Kenta, someone that you don't team with regularly, facing John Moxley, Lance Archer, falls count anywhere. Shouldn't you be prepping for this match instead of playing golf? Let me clarify something. Let me get one thing straight. We're talking about professional wrestling, right? We're talking about the thing that I've already been proven at being the best of all time in. I mean, I've got the resume to prove it. So what did you expect me to be doing? Huddled around a TV screen with Don Callis studying my opponents, studying my partner? No! I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose, Alex Marvez. And just like the past 15 matches I've had in AEW, I'm not going to lose today. And I'm not going to lose, and I'm not going to miss. Just like today, and just like tonight. I got it in, right? I got it in, right? <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Hey, I'm going to put on a show tonight. You sit back and you watch the show. Until later on, goodbye and good night. 
Jeez, another that? eagle dog? Are you kidding again, me? kid. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Souvenir for you. This is going to be worth something someday. There you are. He's just yeah, going to sell that on his MySpace this. page. Let's go. You can sell that on your MySpace page. Wow. But you're actually going to tell your kids about this one. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you later, Marvin. Little exercise, Marvin. See you next time, buddy. Really get the question. Yeah. Terrible. Interesting stuff. AW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament first round match of Thunder Rolls against Layla Hirsch. You guess what happened here? What do you think happened? Exactly. False Count Anywhere tag team match: Kenny Omega and Kenta. Against John Moxley and Lance Archer being accompanied by Jake Roberts. All kinds of shit happens here. Yo, they, 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 when they said false count anywhere, they were like, no, this is not a game. We are going any and everywhere. It should have been false count everywhere because that's what they did. They went literally, they went literally everywhere. Every single place that you could think of. This was like, you think we're stopping at the crowd? No. Yeah. This had a lot of brutality. Just to give you guys a little bit of perspective on like some of the spots that happened here. Okay. Well, first of all, yeah, we have to do this. I forgot. I totally forgot I had this queued up. Oh my God. Yes, because it happened again. The victories are more than anyone else on the roster. Overall, he has won 10 straight matches betting across three different wrestling organizations. His pinfall over John Moxley, the only pinfall on John Moxley, was voted the biggest WTF moment in the Bleacher Report 2028 W Awards. His biggest WTF moment coincidentally took place at a Wild Wing Cafe in North Carolina. Yes. He has from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and weighs 224 pounds. For 70 days so far, he is the all elite wrestling world champion Kenny Omega well JR we've done a lot of matches that is one of us arrogant self-absorbed I like his music now better than the uh the, the cleaner yeah, this is growing on me. This this has an intensity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an instant change. And I swear to God, fucking Justin Robinson at North Carolina delivery. It makes me laugh North every time. North Carolina. Yeah, the motherfucker better. say his WTF was Why with Cavalier? North Carolina. Oh man, too good. It never, it never stops being funny every time he does it. It's my favorite part. Ad, I'm listening to like, how's he gonna do it this week? How's he gonna do it this week? Incredible. Now, as far as the match goes, uh, there was nothing funny about this shit. This was violent. This was a brutal match. Okay. Lots of crazy shit here. Lots of spots, as you can see, and this little highlight that we have going. I look at the moonsault with the garbage can by Omega, the basement dropkick to the corner on Moxley, that spot on the chair, shining wizard on the chair, that freaking, uh, Exploder on the corner of the ladder that bumped through the table there, that DDT onto the freaking kitchen tray, the crossface onto the and he gets hit with potatoes by Lance Archer. Nasty shit there. These guys were literally like, as long as you're still moving, we're still going. Yeah. Like these are they this was the perfect storm for a false count anywhere main event. Four guys who do who literally will encourage you to hit them as hard as you possibly can and then try to hit them harder after that. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it's not nailed down, they're using it. If you can swing it, then bring it. Oh, what's up? Shout out in the Facebook chat room to Keith Hightower. How you doing there, buddy? What's up? What's up, homie? Crack. So, yeah. Anyway, finish. Good Brothers take out 
wind up showing up to take out um Moxley. And then even Jake gets involved. He goes for the short arm clothesline. Uh, and poor Jake winds up eating a fucking V trigger of all things. Right. And uh Jake, no. Well, actually, no, he's gonna get hit with it. And Moxley comes in with the save with the barbed wire bat. And then Kenta catches him, hits him with a GTS. Eventually, the the Bullet Club wind up low blowing Archer and uh and they hit him with the magic killer. Kenny Omega follows through with the V trigger, and then the one winged angel. But since Archer is a big motherfucker, it's thanks to an assist from the Good Brothers hoisting him up. They sort of shield hoist him up, and then a one winged angel him out. Oh my god! Yeah, this match, I I like, I found myself sore after this main event. That's how crazy it was, because they did everything to each other and every time i thought it wasn't gonna get worse it got worse yeah yeah it really did it was brutal it was definitely brutal there was a lot of hard-hitting crazy stuff in this uh very violent you know i give them a lot of credit for like this kind of stuff and archer you know i almost forgot that he used to be part of suzuki goon you know what i mean he was he was one of Minoru mm-hmm. suzuki's guys you know back in the day uh, i remember lance hoyt but yeah I, like until they mentioned it here like it completely slipped my mind because he's not really green and he is solid at what he does and now with the haircut and everything he looks much better here you know so kudos to that they have like a really good thing going oh yeah great thing yeah, this was a hell of a main event yeah 100 percent. anyway so that brings us to the numbers fellas with aew dynamite bringing 734,000 viewers with a point 29 in the 18 to 49 demographic versus nxt 720,000 viewers with a point 21 in the 18 to 49 demographic that's close they're within 14,000 viewers of one another and there's only like a point eight difference between the, the demographics here holy shit yeah nxt closes the gap again look at that so you see, I mean, it's it's they're not winning, but the numbers are close. And again, I've told you guys my preferable brand is NXT. Uh, I'll still watch AEW, of course, but it just shows that there's interest in the product, and and that shows growth. Yeah, what I do like about it is like, and this is where I feel like it benefits the whole Monday Night Block. It shows that people aren't just locking in on one show anymore. Exactly. Now they're kind of like 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 full disclosure. What I've been doing lately. The past three weeks, I've been alternating what my live show is. Like eight, like this week, uh, like this past week, NXT was my live show. This week, I'm going to do AEW, and I'm going to go back and forth and back and forth. Because at the end of the day, it's showing love on both ends. Because at the end of the day, the one thing people have to remember, we are wrestling fans here. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to make fun it, of everything when it sucks, but we're going to put it over when it's good, no matter what the brand is. Exactly. It don't matter what it is. Yeah, so, you know. But those are tight numbers, guys. You have seven, 734 versus 720. Very, very tight, that 29 to 21 point demographic also. So uh, this is still interesting. I thought that by this point, we would just sort of be calling it in. I thought it would be like the last uh, freaking quarter of a next game, and we'd all just be getting our shit and leaving. Anyway, SmackDown. It's almost time to wrap up, guys. Don't forget, we got the poll at the end of this. We're going to vote on what's happening this week on the Elimination Chamber. Go to TalkBrunch.com. Top of the website, you have the embedded poll. You could scroll through and click there, and you have the icon. So we're getting to that shortly. Before we do, let's touch some bullet points on what happened this this week on uh, the two main brands. Uh, So SmackDown, it started with Roman... Uh, Jey Uso, Paul, Adam Pierce, they're having a thing in the ring with the chamber where Paul Heyman basically says that there's a claw in Roman's contract where he has to be at the elimination chamber, but he doesn't have to compete. So they basically Paul proposes that there's a clause here where you have a six man elimination chamber and the winner to that gets an immediate shot at Roman. Now, they were not clear whether or not this meant 
like now like the like right away does the bell ring and roman gets in the the chamber next or do they mean like the following day on raw like how is this going to work oh no no what it's going to be it's going to be on the same night so somebody god help their soul is going to have to run through a chamber and then deal with roman that's interesting we don't even have a way to vote on that huh right yeah that's 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 the only thing we could really vote on is who's winning the chamber yeah and we don't have that on the poll so unless we come up with a way we'll leave it the way that it is for now so uh, it's possible it's possible to figure something out during the week yeah definitely uh so he announces two people adam pierce he announces two people for the chamber he announces jay uso and then kevin owens which, which pisses off roman the rest are going to be qualifying matches so you get Zayn and Corbin against the Mysterios. With the finish being Zayn going over Dominic with basically he Yakuza kicks his dreams away. He that was the nastiest Yakuza kick I've seen in a long time. Let's talk about suicide dives. It's yeah. your favorite move. No, let's fucking talk about suicide dives here. Because uh once again, this is getting out of hand. I'm gonna try to bring this up on the screen so that you guys could see what I am talking about here. One second. Dominic almost died. Do I have it on the right point here? Like, I don't want to bring it up until we... Okay, right around here. Look at this sequence, man. Look at how Dom hits this dive. A chaotic start to this one. Who's going to the chamber? Oh, wait, is it not there? There was a point where it was just before that. Give me a minute, because it just happened before that break. I remember that. Where Dom nearly fucking kills himself. Here it is. This has been quite the rivalry between the Mysterios and Corbin. Dominic and Rey Mysterio have been thorns in the sides of King Corbin for weeks now. Well, this Cor- is an opportunity for Corbin to dispatch of both of them. Oh, and we can say that Dominic perhaps has Okay, had now a- watch here. This because Corbin's I remember the 619 part happens here first. Very impressive teamwork. Whoa! Oh, and Dominic flies out of the Did you see that shit? Holy shit. He has to be careful, man. Good God. That kid ate that fucking that fucking announcer table. Yeah, I want everyone to be. I want to be out of here oh. next ten minutes, so I'll try to be quick about the rest. Be careful, Dom. But uh, listen, Apollo Cruz uh basically gets buried by Biggie in the ring, where he basically tells him he's unworthy in a lot of ways, and this causes Apollo later on in retaliation to come back and during Biggie's qualifying match against Nakamura, he gets the match thrown out by interfering, just to be an asshole. I guess Cruz is a heel now, right? Yeah, apparently. Fair enough. Uh Rollins returns with his old music. He is no longer Jesus. He doesn't act that different, though. But uh, well, well apparently, from what I've um, what I gathered, it looks like now he's like an since he is a new father, he's like now the overbearing father role. Oh boy! Yeah. Where do I fit in? And after a lot of self-reflection, the answer became very clear to me. I am the great leader that SmackDown needs to push it into the future and make it greater than it already is. Because success and leadership it's not about what you can do for me it's about what i can do for you i love how they all start walking away <laughs> this killed me they're like ah it's the same shit 
it reminded me of that whole thing with like when Triple H was losing control of Raw and everyone just started walking out one after the other. Unbelievable. <laughs> but Cesaro stays there skeptically for a little while and then he starts to walk away and freaking Rollins just attacks him from the behind, the behind and just beats the hell out of him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, poor Cesaro getting attacked. Yeah, it looks like throwing him in with uh, Rollins next. So. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good match. Yeah, absolutely. What else do we got going on on this program? Bailey once again steals one from the Riot Squad thanks to Billy, her new Reba. Like we were talking about the Stasis predicted a week ago. You know, eventually she's going to officially join Bailey. It's become quite obvious. It also looks like eventually Reggie's going to officially join Sasha, like I predicted. Yeah, at this point, you need to hurry up because I'm about to Reggie. Yeah, you're running out of time for him? I'm, I'm telling you, Reggie got like another few weeks where I'm just like, you know what, you fuck Reggie. Like, <laughs> yeah, but. As a result of having, they need to get rid of, um, get Billy Kay out of their way. But the Riot Squad once again gets screwed over because they're hanging out with Billy Kay. So, uh, yeah. And apparently but, there's already, yeah, what's that you going to say? I was going to say in a brief moment of happy news, though, speaking of the Riot Squad, Sarah had her baby. Yeah, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to the new parents. Mm hmm. So does a scratch. Oh, gosh. I cannot believe. Billy brought those oh resumes gosh. out to the ring again and cost you the win against Bailey. You were so close. Dude, you're so close. It's just like frustrating because it's not like she's the one that threw him in the ring room. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, di- I didn't mean that, actually. I'm just I'm just so frustrated right now. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I get it. My I eyes get hurt. It. You're, you're disoriented. We were so close. Let's, we were so close. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. They're not getting along already, and they just put them back together. They started hinting that the two of them have problems with each other now. Oh, really? Oh, God. The fate of tag team is a faction of the WWE. But, like, they just started. Once again, the fate of tag teams is a faction of the WWE. Oh, my God. Once they get together, I already am waiting to see how they break them up. <sighs> Good Lord. Sasha Banks and Bianca make fun of Nia Jax's hole. That pole baby. Yeah, man. They make fun of her hole. That's uh <laughs> Roll it! Uh, is this what I think it is? I hope it is. It's Nia Jax in a Lana in a tables match. Uh, the object of the match is put your opponent to the table. Can you win? Things desperately got out of control when this happened. Get bumped through the table. <laughs> oh, first. <laughs> he fucking beats them up enough. And I have said it being embarrassed out here by Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And look, they repeat and history. Her whole tag team champion in her own right, taking it to Shayna. And now Bianca and Nia going at it. Sasha. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Here Bianca we go. Attempting to join forces to. Oh, yes, no. her hole again. <laughs> That's just a phrase you expect to hear. Yes, her hole again. And by the way, the fucking spoil sports at WWE. Apparently, they tried to edit that shit out of the replays. Yeah. It dicks. Nia Jax's hole got a lot of mainstream attention. New York Post <laughs> actually ran with the story and put it in the newspaper. 
<laughs> the story about the bidet kills me. Yeah, we're getting there. I La- it fell apart when I saw that. Lana tweets, sounds like our tables match hurt your whole body. I won. <laughs> Naomi tweets, woke up this morning and the first thing I thought about was Nia Jax. I'm so mad. Hashtag my whole. God. And then Naya put, I've been receiving a whole lot of love. Much obliged. Hashtag my whole. <laughs> and then, like you mentioned. I couldn't believe the shit what I heard about. I never heard of Tushy. <laughs> I don't know what Tushy is. But this company reached out to Naya. I actually have the physical letter, but I'll just read it to you. They reached out to Naya and they said, Dear Naya Jax, I saw what transpired last night during Raw. I guess this is, who is this? Is this the president or the, oh, this is the founder of the fucking company. My condolences to your hall. That looked like it hurt. To help ease some of your pain, I'd like to send you a free Tushy Spa 3.0 bidet to install. I imagine things are a bit tender up there right now with lots of sensitive nerve endings. Wiping with dry tissue may irritate and damage the area further with a tushy spot 3.0 you can spray your bum with water it'll help it feel cleaner fresher and healthier in no time we can also send you a tushy travel a portable bidet perfect for people who poop when they're out and about to have on hand and in case you need it and for as long as your pain persists lastly we'd love for you to be a tushy brand ambassador and speak to the many features of our Bidet offers athletes. Let me know if you're interested in a free Tushy and Tushy Travel, and I'll send you one ASAP. Feel free to check out our assortment of products at www.hellotushy.com. Cheers, Mickey, a growl founder of Tushy. A portable bidet. What the fuck? If there was time, I'd go to hellotushy.com. Oh but, but no, we're trying to get to the poll. <gasps> but we do have to see this commercial. <laughs> just for the sake of curiosity oh god right oh. what are we what am i looking i don't even know what this I is gonna be what? people who have been diagnosed with dingleberries have many questions how did i get these bum crumbs what is a plot tart how will this affect my loved ones you need answers and we have them it's a 300 year old technology and it's called water so say goodbye to wiping your butts and say hello to washing them with tushy the modern bidet for people who poop this is a real fucking ad what the wild <laughs> like, hell did you just play on a fucking screen <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker for people who diagnosed with dingleberries what the fuck should I share that because it's like, I feel like if it comes up on a social media, it seems weird, right? Like, it would be like, what the fuck happened that they shared that Tushy commercial? What? With some of the shit we've shared on here, fucking go for it. Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. That was, uh... Oh, oh God, I'm crying. That was weird. <laughs> Dude, I, that commercial was a shoot. I couldn't believe that shit when I heard it. That motherfucker said for those diagnosis. <laughs> Plop tarts. <laughs> like he followed dingleberries up with plop tarts. I didn't know that was a thing. What is oh fucking God. going on here? I don't know. And then I saw this on social media. Let me see if I could bring this up. Oh 
okay, let me only tears in my eyes first. Holy shit. Which one is it? Oh, God. I had this image. I'm trying to find it now. Now I forgot what the hell it's called. I just found it and it was of Naya. I'm going to be so mad if I lost it. Oh, damn it. No. Where is it? Come on. Come on. I had so many images on here. That's what's here it is. It's the my whole. It's an image of a graphic for anyone on, on the podcast. Someone put a graphic of a film by Steven Spielberg starring Nia Jax called My Hall. I saw this. Oh. Yo, why does that look real? Why does it look real? <laughs> it really does, right? <laughs> a film by, like it looks like the style you would see of that kind of a Steven Spielberg with like the way her name's in the top. And, oh, God. My Hall. Oh, good Lord. It looks like if I go on fucking Tubi, I'd see that in the recommended section. It does. It looks like a Tubi or a Crackle movie, right? <laughs> it looks like some indie shit. Like, you gotta go deep into the indies to find that. Oh, my God. My it own. looks like it'd be right next to fucking Paranormal Entity. Man, so much for getting out of here in 10 minutes. Jesus Christ. Blame, blame not. <laughs> blame not. And then her mom started teasing her about this, this shit, too, in oh, tweets. Everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, long story short, everybody has been fucked with that poor girl. Do I have that, too? I actually have that, too. Oh, no. Let me see what the hell this is. Man, we have a lot of stuff. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's why it takes so long to make these. Okay, let's look at what the hell this says. Some of it's censored out. She put, Hole has been busy this morning. And she put, Mother, why are you joining the whole thing? And she put, I don't want to be left out. (laughs) That's just a justifiable reason, too. Unbelievable. Oh my god. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's up, dude? That is priceless. Oh my god, you showed up just in time for Naya's hole. I can't believe how viral this has gone. Right. So then that gives us Cesaro and Daniel Bryan against the Dirty Dogs. These are more Elimination Chamber qualifier matches. Finish to this being Cesaro tapping uh, Ziggler to the Sharpshooter. And then after this, SmackDown goes off the air with the uh, preview of what awaits inside the Elimination Chamber gimmick. Everybody's beating each other up. This leads into a Kevin Owens stunner party, where at the end of the show, he just stuns everybody. I find it very interesting how they managed to pull off that SmackDown finish and still, throughout the chaos, keep Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens completely away from each other before the chamber. I see you guys and what you're doing there. Right. Kevin Yo, Owens oh and Sami Zayn have not interacted at all in months and months and months, even to the point where a big clusterfuck happens at the end of SmackDown that literally involved all of them. And I was waiting for that last stunner. I thought that what it was going to be was he was going to have a stunner party and the last person he was going to turn to was going to be Sami Zayn and then they'd be face to face and then they would throw the credits up in the copyright. But he just wasn't around. He just never came back in the ring. I thought that was interesting. Yo, I just realized it just hit me. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to be in a chamber together. Yeah, I know. They've been really quiet. They've been very careful about not mentioning them at all together. And they always just missed each other. I've been been watching SmackDown Notice. I'm like, these two are always just within arm's reach of each other, but not interacting. But it's like, that scares me. The things I've seen them do to each other in other matches. Yeah, but I'm thinking of the things they could do together. together. You know? Oh, my God. They could have some moments together or against each other. We'll see. But that being said, SmackDown did an overnight average of 1.835 million viewers in the 
18 to 49 demographic, that show is definitely lower because the week before they were at a point 126 million viewers. So they dropped quite a bit. They were on a point six and only dropped one point in the 18 to 49 demographic, but it's definitely a drastic fall. Bringing us to our last stop before we go into the voting polls is Monday Night Raw, which last week brought in an overnight three hour 1.715 million viewer. So this would had Miz TV. Well, I'm going to let you do a lot of raw. I was I was creating all of our content <laughs> during yeah. this. So my, my notes are very sparse, but I caught all of it. I mean, we had Miz TV um, doing the same shit talk yeah, at this point. It's the like, same bullshit. It's, he fucking got <laughs> what made this one so stupid was he goes to his usual shit talking of McIntyre like he's on his fucking level. McIntyre headbutts him and takes off. But then he goes through this dramatic, I'm supposed to be intimidating, even though I just got my ass kicked speech, and basically declares that since he's money in the bank, he just removes himself from the elimination chamber. Yeah. And he tries to give his spot away, right? Doesn't he want Morrison for his spot? He, he, he was going to try to give it away from Morrison, but then Adam Pierce, I'm so glad he did this instantly, immediately debunks it because I know Kofi immediately debunks it because Morrison's never been champion. Yeah, he and reminds look, him that he was a former WWE champion. champion. He's like, this was before your tenure, but I was champion. I love how he, I love how Miz has the audacity to bring up the fact that Morrison was a WWE CW champion. That thing's not real. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know if that was canon. That's like GT. Did that happen? Yeah, he sold, Yeah, he held the same world title as Ezekiel Jackson. Mm-hmm. But, um, what a weird argument to bring up, but I was a, a WWE ECW champion. Yeah, right. and you admitted that now, during this era, people would have forgot if you kept your mouth shut. Exactly. But yeah, um, <laughs> so it basically morphs into what one of the turn later on the night, uh, Kofi and Miz are going to have a match, and if Miz wins, Morrison's in the chamber. If Kofi wins, he gets to be in the chamber again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in, in amidst all of this, by the way, Damian Priest is with Bad Bunny and R-Truth gets pinned by Tozawa in the background. So Damian Priest pretty much picks up Tozawa and knocks him out, essentially slamming him against Tozawa the wall. Tozawa backs up and bumps into him. Yeah. And uh, he takes him out and then he basically encourages Bad Bunny to cover him and Bad Bunny becomes a 24-7 champion. Yep, right on time because he is set this week to make an appearance on SNL. He will be their musical guest. Yeah, and he'll be the twenty four seven champion musical guest most likely. So they so they knew what they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh Lacey. Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. I'll I mean, take this one because I found out a little bit more about it. Oh please. Be my yeah, guest. So basically we have a tacky match. It is Charlotte Nosca versus Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, which remember that time when they said Peyton Peyton was gonna get a push? Bitch doesn't even have her own music now. But um the finish is after Lacey tags in, she basically darts from the ring, and when Charlotte tries to get um, get to her, Lacey announces, hey, you can't touch me because I'm pregnant. Pregnant. Here's the kicker. That's a shoot. Lacey and her husband are going to have a second child. This is how they pick to announce it. Hmm. That's a yeah. shame. Because I was really impressed by Ric Flair's super sperm. And Ric Flair killed me. <laughs> So in the angle, oh my God, I don't even know so many questions. In the angle, <laughs> is it going to be that Ric Flair fucked Dude, Lacey I, Evans? I told you. Even though we know that she's married, you know what I, I mean? Don't, 
No, they would. Oh, they'll do that shit. They don't give a shit. I told y'all they was fucking. But there's so much. He said the relationship was casual. That still implies they were fucking, doesn't it? Uh, you can be casually fucking. Brian Zane mentioned that. Funny. I didn't think about that. I like Brian Zane, by the way. Great guy. Oh, he's yeah. fun. But yeah, he mentioned. I was like, you know, you're right, bro. Like that. That what the hell? It's weird. That shit was fucking hilarious. When he said it, fucking Flair's reaction killed me. I was like, no, damn it, no. And and, and I look Charlotte's face. <laughs> Charlotte's face just had this look like, are you shitting me? I told you she's one of the best. Charlotte's one of the best in wrestling, as far as like she. I don't see the distinction between the character and the worker when she her facial yeah. expressions, her reactions, her selling, her promos. Like she's in there. She's in the gimmick. It's it's amazing. Like I've never seen somebody at that level do that. You know, at what this I mean? point, it's not even a gimmick anymore. It's just an extension of her because she genuinely had that look. Like when the camera stopped rolling, she's gonna be like, "So, Dad, y'all fucking like y'all shoot fucking." She's one of the few people who I feel still makes uh, WWE and wrestling in general feel like an escape. You know, where she's that character yeah. to the core. You believe that fucking character, babyface, heel, whatever. Like, what a convincing character that is. You know, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Hands like, down. easily, easily. And uh, just like everything about it. And this was another example because the way she took that news, like you pointed out, I'm glad you reminded me about that. The way she took that news, it seemed like shoot news. But for her, you know, not for not for the the Ric Flair half of it seemed like a shoot. It did, like she was upset that she was gonna have a sibling. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, she is her her father's daughter, you're right. Oh my god, that's oh but yeah, congrats yeah, shoot congratulations to Lazy though. That's how long until WWE makes birth control mandatory? For fuck's sake, who knows? And we're gonna start. I know there's such a thing as a Deadpool, but we need to start a birth pool. Who do you got, Ronda or Lacey? Hell no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Lacey just by the fact that she's already expecting. You know, Ronda's gonna make it through a whole new character on WoW before. You know, like Becky and Sarah Logan be here to the punch already. Now this isn't a joke, even though it's a little funny to me, as far as the Lacey Evans thing goes. And this is a bit of a callback. You remember back when Naya was fresh she was fairly fresh and stasis thought that the lyrics was going i'm like a monster instead of i'm, yes, of, I'm, I'm not like we were like no it's i'm not like most girls it's not i'm like a monster i remember that right after that lacey evans thing and i swear to you this is a shoot when she announced that and her music was hitting and everything I can't unhear it now. I even went back on YouTube and listened to the music. I can't stop. And I don't know what the music really is. I have to go and read the lyrics to get out of my mind. Because all I hear is one, two, I want to fuck you. And when I'm all done, I'm going to keep your daddy. Go listen to it and tell me that that's not what you hear. One, two, I want to fuck you. And when I'm all done. I'm going to keep your daddy. Go listen to it. Go fucking listen to it because I don't know what it's saying, but I keep hearing that now and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if you ruin her fucking song for me, I swear to God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Was this planned all along? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Right, like Sam, at this point, we got to fucking make her a song. Like, holy shit. Like, I remember hearing, it's like, I can't hear the regular whatever. I don't even remember. Did I ever know it now? Because it's all I fucking hear. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's lyrics. What do you mean is there lyrics in it? Come on, dude. <laughs> the whole walk like a lady, talk like a lady. That Those are shit. lyrics, George. <laughs> anyway, 
So what happened with Orton? He's out there and then Alexa Bliss, she's interrupting his promo and she's kneeling in the middle of a pentagram? Yeah, basically, uh, he's coming back. Oh, I know he's coming back, but they had her kneeling in the min- middle of a pentagram doing some That's sort of magic what? ritual. I mean, fuck it, right? Rating, ratings, you know, ratings are what matters. Kids aren't helping right now, so fuck the kids too. Pentagram. Next right, is going right, to be blood let, sacrifice. Let, 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 it's all cute and cuddly. I'm about to use Satan to bring this motherfucker back. I hope they call up, um, what's her name? The demon, the, 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 the Asian demon to team up with the, with this demon. You know, rocking chair versus throne. East meets West. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> I can't believe you East meets, East meets West. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Why not? You know, they'll have that pop too. They, they could do. They could do the thing, the thing that I want. Like, there'll be nose to nose, and one will look left, and the other one will look right to pop both sides of the arena. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to that's right. You have to appeal to the, sat- to the Satanist audience. The motherfucking show is Welcome to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I wonder if they get heat for using that, because you know how sensitive everybody is not to have the picture of Alexa yeah. Bliss, which might even be our graphic for this episode on iTunes. But, yeah, the, the thing of her, like that. Yeah, they, 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 they can change the channel. Fuck them. Another thing that I just thought was interesting was when AJ's talking to Omas and he tells him that him and Omas together, because Omas finished his sentence going phenomenal. He goes, yeah, we're like peanut butter and jelly. But his second thing after peanut butter and jelly stood with me because he's like, we're like peanut butter and jelly. And then he's like, or grits and M&Ms. And then he looks at Omas and he's like, try it. (laughs) Grit. Grits and M&M's. It's just like, like I literally, I didn't even hear. If he said anything else after that, I didn't hear because I was so like, did he say grits and M&M's? He told Omos, try it. Tell you some shit right now. All right. That is some down sell Georgia shit. I've never in my life thought it was like, it was like dark magic hearing him say that shit. Like what? Grits and M&M's. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get this shit out. Grits and M&M's. I've never had it. But that's that combination you get when a shit else in the house and you just got to get something. I love that he had to say, he had to follow that shit up with try it. Yeah, you got to tell somebody you're trying. Can you can't just advertise that shit? Oh, dude, AJ's amazing. Fucking grits <laughs> and M&M's. <laughs> like, I heard him say it. I didn't think twice about it because I was like, yep, it's from Georgia. So what was after that stupid gauntlet match? Was that it or did I miss anything? Pain in the ass gauntlet because spoiler, Kofi won. Because we're going to and Kofi while beat Miz. So of course, he's in the gauntlet because nobody wants fucking Moors and that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that, that long ass gauntlet match with the main, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we knew Kofi was going to go over Miz with that. But, uh, of course. But yeah, so the gauntlet, do you want to go into finish or you care about that? I mean, obviously, the, the finish, I guess, is most important. Sheamus is the one that goes over here. Yeah, and basically, the whole thing with this was. Which I hate that they make this a regular thing now. The winner of this was was is going to be the last person out of their pod. Which yeah. I hate it because the thing I liked about the first elimination chamber was I didn't know who was coming out when. Well, you still don't now, aside from the the last person. But I know what you yeah. mean. They just want to have yeah. an incentive for someone else. Something almost like the Royal Rumble numbers and stuff. I don't know if it's necessary. I honestly, even though I should have known better. For some reason, going into this SmackDown, I just figured that the Roman Reigns stuff is so white hot. That I thought what they were going to do, and I'm uh, shame I didn't bring it up last week. I thought that Raw was going to be the only ones that have the Elimination Chamber, and I just thought that the SmackDown side was just going to be doing other matches. So that's why it was weird when I was like, "I was like, oh, really?" Even though the Roman thing 
works out. We're still doing this. But then the way that they got around that was by making him not in the match. Because I was thinking to myself, like, Roman's too hot for you to put him in a six-man elimination chamber where he could lose the title. And I don't know if Drew's losing it. So it would be weird to have both champions retain. And you're right. There is no women's chamber. Yeah, because the women's revolution is over and we can't whip out Stephanie for that one. I didn't even think about that. Why is there no women's chamber? Because <sighs> they can't capitalize on the women this year. Hmm. That's a good observation. Wow. Yeah, they are having the two men. So that's where they fucked it up. Like the Roman one didn't need that. And now it's even worse that it's for. So it's for an. Are you sure it's for an immediate title? Like this Sunday, we're going to watch six men wrestle in the chamber. And then that guy's going to go on to face Roman like right there in the same pay-per-view. That seems like the way they've been promoting it. Because they haven't mentioned anything about that next SmackDown. So shouldn't they say it more than once? That's like an important detail. They brought that shit up casually. Like and fries with that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like an important bullet point. Because I just remember that one time Paul Heyman mentioned he has an immediate match, which obviously immediate means what it does. But I mean, the chamber doesn't even raise. Do they have it right? Like a match before it? What I would figure they would do, because at least this is what I would do, that that uh, particular chamber kicks it off and then you fight Roman later in the night. Maybe that'd be like the co-main. And that's just their way of keeping whoever goes up against him strong because then they can always blame it on the fact that they were in the chamber. It'll probably be the first person in the fucking chamber then because they're not going to go over Roman. So whoever the first person in there is is going to have a grueling match and then they're going to go on to win, face Roman, and lose. Okay, George said I'm talking smack. Paul said literally right after the chamber they're fighting Roman. So my prediction is whoever the first guy in, first two guys in, one of those two guys is going to win it all. So they could have Roman go over and then blame it on that as being the reason why they couldn't beat him. They had to be in from the beginning of the chamber to the end of that match, beat all five guys, and then go on and face Roman and lose. They want to keep him really strong. They even have Jay fuck around with him some. So then it's kind of like, wow, that guy was the first person in. He eliminated the other five guys, went on to face Roman, almost won, have four or five false finishes, and Jay comes out and gives him heat. Or at some point, is Jimmy going to return or are they going to release him? I don't even know anymore with this company. A Jimmy running needs to be done. Something. Keep it fresh. Anyway, we're kind of jumping the gun there because uh, that brings us to the poll anyway, right? Yep. Okay. Voting polls galore. I'm going to give all of you guys God, a minute to, uh, to get in there. I'm also going to take a minute to get in there. Link you guys in the chat room as well. Yeah, we have to wrap up. Some. So there you go. Elimination Chamber. Paul, are, are they still as of this point? I can check actually, see, because I know they like to sneak in matches, you know, at the most yeah, inconvenient I mean, times. I'm I don't know. I don't look. know how they're going to handle that women's title match, but yeah, this is what we're looking at right now. And again, guys, uh, if any matches are added throughout the week before we all meet back up this Sunday, just come back to the poll. Check the top. There'll be timestamped when we added them. You can just vote on the new matches. Leave the rest of it blank. Whatever you already voted on, just go down to the bottom and resubmit, and it'll still tally up. So don't worry about that. Uh, I'm looking real quick before we start to see if they added anything else, because they tend to do that after Raw. Um, nope, you still got your four matches. Mm-hmm. Yep, just looking here. Okay. Everybody good? Everybody got got their polls up? Yep, got it up. Okay, I I should screen share them too, right? No, we're not screen sharing that. <laughs> there we go. Okay, elimination chamber poll. Let's get this going. So the first one is the SmackDown elimination chamber match. You have Daniel Bryan, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens. I think just so they can get it one last time in before uh, Mania, 
I think it's going to be Owens. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to be Zane. I don't think it's going to be yeah. Corbin. Jay wouldn't make much sense. But on the other hand, you know what, man? I have to say Cesaro. They're pushing Cesaro right now. And it's like they're all in our face about it. I mean, they're constantly they just talking started, about it. Though, like... the, I, you know what? I still have to say Cesaro. It makes okay. the most sense right now. The new contract that he's probably signed, they're probably part of the deal, too. Yeah, I think Cesaro, man. I'm going Cesaro. I could be wrong, but the Owens thing is not going anywhere. It's not. I wouldn't rule yeah, but, it out. But, but, but how many times do they do stuff for way longer and it's not going anywhere? I could just see them using this just to get us one last Owens range match before they kick everything off for Mania. Maybe. I don't think it's going to be a heel, though. So Owens is a possibility. But I really still think right now Cesaro makes the most sense. Just by their booking, not by what I think should happen. But that being said, if I was going by what I think should happen based on the way their their landscape is laid out right now, I would have went Cesaro. No more Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. We don't need it. We had it. Yeah. Something different. Yeah, I'm going to try with Cesaro because I think that's where what they should do. And I said that before we even knew that push was coming. If you guys remember, weeks before that, I brought that shit up. So, you're going Kevin Owens, right? Yeah, I'm going Owens. Fair enough. Next, we got the Raw Women's Championship. Lacey Evans and Asuka defending. I have no idea what they're going to do, but I'm picking Asuka. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where, because they didn't say anything tonight. So, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anyone. I'm picking Lacey. The pregnancy and all, I'm still picking Lacey. I'm going to completely rule out. They could still have this happen. It's still very early. If this is something that was just announced, we don't know how far along she is. Um. I don't think that you can, after a certain trimester, obviously you can, but I don't think it matters early, number one. Um, number two, I kind of felt like before this happened, they put her with Ric Flair so that she could win the title from Asuka and then feud with Charlotte. If they're not going to do that, then this entire thing is broken. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm tired of them fucking over Asuka right before WrestleMania. But Asuka's been really boring. The, the most memorable thing she did in recent time was run from Alexa Bliss. Yeah, but they keep fucking her over before WrestleMania. She hasn't gone to a single WrestleMania as champion. George thinks that Charlotte will replace Lacey. Also, to be tag team partner against tag team partner. That would be interesting. And that would be a show stealer of a match. I didn't even think about that. And you'd be okay with Charlotte going over? Because now See, you're going to have what... people going to hate her more than ever now. If she beats See, that, that's where my problem is because they need to stop doing that. Because that's why people have so much of it. It's not even Charlotte is an athlete. It's just they just keep throwing they they Oprah title shots at her. Not, not even title shots, just, t- just championships. It doesn't matter. Doctors say you shouldn't tell anyone you're pregnant till twenty one, till twenty one, and a in the two and a third months. What the what am I reading? That would be one hell of a baby. <laughs> what are you delivering, Biggie? <laughs> you know. Who's bringing this baby? Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> Free shipping. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't tell anyone you're pregnant till two and a half months. Oh, I guess because by then it's a little bit more guaranteed to be to have actually taken. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> he said, "Is this Kingdom Hearts?" Because you went to twenty-one slash two three months. Oh my God. <laughs> Is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Did I write that down too? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Fuck it, right? 
Also, she can't wrestle. Is, is this definite that she can't wrestle at all? I guess I'm naive to how serious that shit is then. So we can't even get the fucking poll accurate to what's happening on Sunday when I've done it ahead of time and all the matches are laid out? We, we, we got, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, there's definitely See, no chance that she's actually going to be in this match. I couldn't, because, I mean, I know with Becky, she found out after her match that she was pregnant. They I mean, for this one, like. I mean, Paige's mom wrestled pregnant all the time, and she turned out okay. Did she know, though? No, but now we know, so that should be proof that it turns out okay, <laughs> you know? No, it doesn't work the same. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't fucking believe that this, is, that this match isn't happening. Pieces is more of a chance of Rick fighting. <laughs> I mean, Flair will get in the ring. Don't underestimate him, man. You tell him that shit. Flair will give a shit. He'll start to pull his off his jacket and slam that shit on the floor. Are you kidding me? Dropping it, knee dropping it and shit. I bet they don't even say that kind of shit around him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about getting in the ring. Flair coming. I don't know what to do here. This is the craziest situation ever. I'm I'm just voting Oscar by forfeit. I'm just going to have to vote Oscar, but I don't think that she'd go over Charlotte. But sure, I'll I'll vote Oscar just because we don't even know what's going to be here. Because I think yeah. we didn't talk about it, but Corey Graves even said he missed NXT Oscar. I do, too, because they weren't feeding that one to Charlotte every two and a half weeks. But, yeah, it's this because sucks, they don't even man. know where the fuck they're going. For the like, record, I, I would have went Lacey if she'd be in the match. If she still somehow winds up in the match, then I then then that's a shitty thing. Like, where are they even going with that at that point? Like, Are we sure that she's really pregnant, though? Yeah, she is shoot pregnant. I, I, I don't even I don't even know. I, I just, huh. All right. Moving along, you got the United States Championship triple threat match of Bobby Lashley defending against Riddle and Keith Lee. I am voting Riddle because they haven't done enough with Keith Lee on the main roster to have me thinking they're giving him a championship and I'm tired of Lashley's champion. Riddle makes sense. I mean, I don't know how you could be tired of him. I, I, I keep forgetting where that belt is. Oh, I, I, I haven't forgotten <laughs> because I've been waiting for somebody to take it off him. <laughs> wow, we are on here super late because we got on here super late. Ridiculous. Anyway, so yeah, anybody else with votes there? Lashley, Seb, really? I mean, it's possible just because they hate us. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre defending his championship against The Miz, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Sheamus. Just because I'm calling that they're going Sheamus and Drew for Mania, I think Drew's retaining. I would like and i hate to say this because i feel so bad but looking at this lineup i almost would take anybody over drew mcintyre not because i have anything against him but just because any other choice would just make a more interesting unusual unexpected wrestlemania jeff hardy more than capable very unorthodox interesting wrestlemania if it even somehow became jeff hardy versus edge would be incredible be history aj styles in that same exact spot, Randy Orton and Edge have history, which I don't feel as much as people think they shouldn't revisit that they could. It was on top of a fucking truck during a pre-taped thing. That didn't yeah. count to me. That wasn't it. And that other shit yeah, they did wasn't it either. The greatest one yeah. sucked. So I don't. I want a match. Yeah. Um, but see, it was like I said, they've already ruined it for me just by these transitional Orton championships. But I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah. You got Sheamus, who obviously you got history there with the whole best friend thing that they just suddenly brought up out of nowhere. And then Miz, of course, uh, the only reason I wouldn't directly choose him is because he's the X factor of having the money in the bank. Actually, yeah, Miz isn't even in it now. Kofi's in it. Oh, that's right. It is Kofi now. Yeah. So where you see the Miz on your uh, 
on your thing. Just for, for those of you that are here now, just mark that as Kofi. And now we don't have to worry about anybody clicking it. Because I'm pretty sure no one's going to think that Kofi's going over in this. But it would be cool because then, hey, Kofi has a chamber win on his on his uh, resume now. Yeah, by the time people and on iTunes and iHeartRadio get to this, it'll probably say Kofi and the graphic will be changed. But for anyone in the chat room now, Kofi equals Miz. Miz equals Kofi. This is Awesome Truth 2.0. This is uh, SOS <laughs> Truth. But the only Different, but the only difference is both of them suck in this one because I hate more well, than I hate for first awesome SOS. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Drew McIntyre only despite wanting it to be anything else. It would also really look bad and be awkward, I think, for everyone across the board if just before WrestleMania Drew McIntyre was to lose the title. Especially when you look back at his chronicle and everything and the story that he went through during COVID and the sadness of being there by himself and having to carry the company through the shittiest time now that he finally made it. And then a year later, he could have had a good WrestleMania, but fuck him. We're going with Edge versus Jeff Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, it just doesn't, like, I just kind of feel like even if you don't want him there, like, the poor guy came a full year carrying this brand and he had the shittiest WrestleMania moment in history. Like, literally, it was the driest, shittiest. I felt terrible. I can only imagine how he felt. It was the driest, shittiest moment in the ring, standing there with those bagpipes playing. So you could hear that shit echoing off the hollow fucking no walls. That's how it sounded when it's empty like that. It was like, this is the shittiest celebration ever. Give this man his fucking, even if it's with the, with the Thunderdome. Just get anything to erase that shitty, sad image of him in there all by his fucking self with just the championship. You know, like, so come on, give it to him. I mean, the thing's all pirate all over again. This is clearly a reboot of the last one. You called it before it even happened, before they even put the pirate shit back up. You were like, they clearly want to redo everything they did last year. And then, well, a couple of weeks after you said that shit, I saw the fucking pirate flag go back up. You know, so. Yeah, because when I'm looking at this now, it's going to be either Drew or Sheamus because either way, they still get to what they want in the end. And that's Sheamus, probably going to be Drew versus Sheamus and Mania. Knowing that, that makes Sheamus an interesting upset because imagine if Sheamus does some sneaky shit wins and then Drew's chasing going into Mania so that he could win and, and then Drew's have that literally moment. back in the exact same pop. Yeah, there you go. You got the pirate shit ready to go. And with Sheamus coming in last, it gives him an advantage. All right. Ooh, this is going to be... Ooh, I just made that fun. It could be Seamus. Can you imagine? Seamus? I don't think Seamus has won in the chamber before, too. So that's... But he's been in the chamber before, you? Of all fucking people? They could pull that off. No, no, Seb. Kofi isn't last because Seamus won the gauntlet. Yeah. Seamus just won tonight. That's the last thing that happened. So he gets to be the last one in the elimination chamber. They already set it up for this almost. Hmm, You know what? I'm going to go Seamus wins it. That's a safe way if you're going to have Drew lose for an upset to bring a good road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's try it. Could either he, because either way it works out, either he makes it back to Mania with the championship or he's in the same position, just a different person. Oh, I cannot wait until this Sunday. Oh, man. I cannot do pizza two weeks in a row. going to have no, to figure no, no, something no. out. I think I did wings last Sunday. I might keep, I'm, 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 I got to mix it up this time. Chinese. <laughs> <Just> stupid. <laughs> you remember where that's from? 
God, I think I do. I think I do. Oh. I didn't want to bring that joke up for the show. The show's been too clean. <laughs> we talked about Nia Jax's hole for 10 minutes. How clean has it really been? <laughs> I'm going to go with Seamus because it's the most exciting, even if we're wrong. Right. Like, I'm going Drew, but if I'm wrong, I want it to be Seamus. Okay. Yeah, so we have, we've covered our bases here. We've probably got some influence, some votes here for anybody that didn't already do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't forget this upcoming Sunday, Elimination Chamber, February 21st, 7 Eastern in the town. We'll probably be in there around 6.30 if that's when the kickoff starts. If it starts at kick with, at 6, which is rare, um, no. You know, I don't know if I'll be in there that early. <laughs> <laughs> No, but all serious, I'm pretty sure it starts at six thirty. They only they only reserve an hour. Do they reserve an hour? No, sometimes they do reserve an hour for the for the small ones, right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah probably be in the we'll, 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 we'll we'll be around ish, six ish, around ish, a lot of ish, you know. But yeah, after the show's over, which I'm assuming is nine thirty, ten o'clock, as usual, there will be a post show in the chat room that you were in on Facebook also. So be here for that stuff. Uh, anything else you wanted to bring up before we wrap up here? Uh, nothing much. It's kind of cool to think Eric Bischoff created this monster in 2003, and now it holds the fate of WrestleMania in its chained walls. Yes, absolutely. Don't forget on the bottom here, you click this survey thing when you are done. As soon as you bang that bad boy in, it'll load away, and we will have your votes. So there you go. Anyway, yeah, this Sunday gonna be fantastic time joins there the pay-per-views hey. have been really good lately been a lot of good stuff happening there that being said thank you to everyone who's been hanging out with us for all of this stuff because there's been more content this year and last year than we've ever had in the six plus years that we have been doing this all of our regulars in the chat room including george v and eb gamer willie b2 cabby gun was there for most of the game streams Seb, uh, Astrion B, uh, Ribaldo, Seth Rollins, Architecto, thank you for the follow. Muhammad, also thank you. Omega Buck 2K, thank you for the Twitch follow. Nino Tanak, as well as Keith Hightower, thank you for hanging out in the chat room with us, homie. Thanks for supporting the cause as always. And of course, there's all of you that are listening across the various platforms of iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TalkBunch.com, Twitch.tv, Facebook.com, TalkBunch, and all of the other platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to TalkBunch Live, episode 438, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soulglow Frazier, we're out of here. See you in the chamber. Good night with a click and goodbye with a pack. Shut it down.